Alright, Creatures of the Night, welcome to Talking to Taker, episode number 82 of our encyclopedic exploration, digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time. My name is Alex Dorio, and I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking. Trademark, copyright, 2017, Alex Dorio and Travis White. And, (laughs) of course... That uh, brings up my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, my fellow creature, Mr. Travis White, the world's greatest Jimmy King fan, number one in the world. Uh, Proud of King. <laughs> Travis, we are covering, of course, we're ready to rumble. We're covering Royal Rumble 2002. And to quote another great movie character, to quote the great Dewey Finn, this episode is all about... How you're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. Exactly. No, you're not hardcore. That's man, what a great movie that was. Classic. That was School of Rock. Love it. I, I say it's an absolute classic. Yeah. Viewing pleasure. So, so good. I still laugh at lots of stuff in that movie, but anyway, yeah, I'm glad we quoted Dewey Finn right off the get-go. Man, that's excellent. So, yeah, man, you are not hardcore unless you live hardcore because we got the hardcore champion, the Undertaker. Defending his hardcore title, man, going on and heading toward the Royal Rumble 2002. This is going to be a fun episode, dude. I loved watching this build up. So many yes. just, just unique moments and matches, and Undertaker is clearly having a blast as the hardcore champion in December and early January. December 2001, early January 2002, heading into the Royal Rumble. So we got to talk about all this stuff. Such memorable moments. And then we are going to. Fast forward to the Royal Rumble match on the Royal Rumble 02 card. Do a live watch-along commentary on there as we have done for some of the Royal Rumbles in the past. And we're going to hit probably the most iconic Royal Rumble elimination of all time. we got to tell the story of that. And we'll cover the whole match as well because it's fun for us to talk about those characters. And we have a blast doing it. We hope you guys enjoy doing it. So we'll uh, we'll get to that here in a little while. We'll give you the timestamp to watch along with us. Of course, you can enjoy it whether you're watching or not. But first, man, we got to talk about the end of 2001, the beginning of 2002. There's no way we can skip over this stuff, dude. Oh, not at all. And I'll, before that, I want to talk about 2019. Just a few weeks ago, Undertaker was at a conference. We posted the video on our social media uh, feeds there. And just we can't encourage you enough to go listen to that again. He's been doing these more out-of-character interviews recently. But, again, it's at a, it's at a church conference, which pinch yourself. That's a right. real thing. Like, <laughs> the guy who strange. crucified Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Exactly, on a, on a on a symbol, um, yeah, symbolized so called. Yeah, the dead man, the reaper of souls, the you know the the Lord Satanist. of Darkness. <laughs> exactly, he's at a church conference with his pal and uh, talk. And again, regardless of your faith or not, it doesn't matter. Like you can still watch and enjoy it as a fan of Taker. But the way to see him get emotional talking about his wife and stuff, like it was legit stuff. But one thing I want to point out with regards to wrestling is he says the words, and I quote. It's not about the moves, it's about the story. And I think we touched on that last time we talked about an interview with the same pastor, actually, and with Ed Schmidt's Family Barbecue, but just, it's not about the moves, it's about the story. And that is one of the reasons that I think you and I both love the Royal Rumble match, because the stories they get told. Not a lot of moves happen in the Royal Rumble match. Luke Gallows will tell you, it's forearm, 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 over the top rope. So, but... um. 
the stories they get told throughout the Royal Rumble match, man, are so it's what brings me back every year. I love it, man. Even if they suck, they're still there's still fun spots. So I'm excited to get to that uh, watch along part here in a minute. So yeah, and, and in this match, it's four on four on four on drop kick. That's the <laughs> most important move we're going to talk about here tonight. But you're dead exactly. on, man. And I think that could be that could be the theme of this podcast, the underlying sure. theme about how it's not about the moves, it's about the moments. That's something we've seen over the past 82 episodes. We've tried to point out so much and, and what yeah. really sets the dead man apart. And uh, I will second that recommendation to go watch that video. It's an hour-long video. Undertaker's just in the first 30 yeah, minutes of it. Yeah, hour, yeah. And, you know, as Travis mentioned, you know, we're both, uh, we're both Christians. You know, it's an important part of our life. But even if you're not, um, absolutely don't let that scare you away from this video because he Undertaker does get honest about his faith, but really that's... I mean, that's only even five minutes of, like, the 30 minutes that he's on there. Yeah, because he talks, the last couple minutes. Yeah, he shares a great story about learning about the Undertaker character, how it was going to be, yeah. and how he thought he was going to be the Eggman there for a little <laughs> while. And, uh, At least and he wasn't the walrus. <laughs> Cuckoo could chew. Cuckoo could chew. And, yeah, I mean, seeing the Undertaker, uh, the Phenom, the man who walks with angels, seeing him nearly cry talking about his wife yeah. it was just like so crazy Surreal. yeah absolutely <laughs> must watch video uh go watch that put us on pause check that out there before you listen back to us yeah and again this is not about the moves it's about the story that's why we're sitting here giving you the build-up to or on 2002 we're going to tell the story of what's happening so um let's go ahead and crack right into this which we got raw 446 on December 10th, 01. This is the night after he wins the hardcore title from old Rob Van Dam. And, you know, his first title defense is going to be against somebody who, again, if you want to defend your title, you're going to want to find, you know, a, a challenger that's worthy of it. And maybe even dig into ECW, just like RVD was, and find the hardcore icon. That makes well, sense. Well, take her. Yeah, exactly. Well, Taker does. He fights Spike Dudley. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It's, like, it's just ridiculous to me that that's what's happening. Oh, it's so funny. Um, it's just ridiculous. But well, Spike Dudley becomes a joke through a lot of this. Well, just in the regular storylines going on on the the, the show that we're not going to cover. He's a joke the entire time. Everybody just makes fun of him and laughs about facing him. So. I guess that's his, that's his role. He gets the last laugh because he becomes tag team champion with Taz. He does. So. He does. Absolutely does. Well, Taker rides down with a title as his hood ornament, basically, on the motorcycle, and he gets off, and he just grabs the title and just throws it into the ring, like showing absolute zero respect for it, which is funny because he's all about respect now. Um, so before the match begins, Spike comes down, he grabs a bunch of trash cans, some trash can lids, a stop sign, a kendo stick from under the ring, and he's throwing him in the ring, and as he like throws a trash can, Taker just catches it and throws it on the floor. He grabs a kendo stick, throws it, Taker catches it and throws it on the ground. It's just funny, like he's <laughs> I don't know if that was planned or not, because it just happens to be where he's throwing them. So it was kind of funny. But um anyway, they the match is kinda of, kinda of what you expect, you know. There's about two hope spots for Spike, and then Taker just annihilates him. Um and the end comes when Taker gives Spike Dudley the last ride on a trash can. That just looks absolutely painful mm. and brutal. And that trash can is not, it's just a little thin piece of stuff, you know, but the way it crunches, it's like, it reminds me of like getting, I don't know, like 
hitting a soda can real hard or something. You know, like it's, yeah, that's what it's it like. Hurts, yeah. you know, <laughs> like with well, the uh, visual of it looks great too. Yeah, you know, it's what, great. you know, however much it hurts, and I mean, it's still it's still Undertaker power bombing Spike Dudley, so yeah. it's not gonna feel like, good. Right. Yeah, he's like a 145 pounds, and he's just flattening him straight to the the ring, but um. He wins that way, and then top it all off. After that, he picks him up and choke slams Spike Dudley in a completely unnecessary bump. Just choke slams him from the ring to the outside. Oh my god, I remember that. Spike just takes a straight flat back, like flat back bump, man. Yeah, he's 140 pounds. Like, oh my goodness, it was unnecessary. But he gets some heel heat. I understand, but it's like, Spike, man, you're you're done. You took the bump on the trash can. There's, I think he's a chiropractor now. No, I'm just kidding. He's not. I think that's a Sean Stasiak. <laughs> but he does something else in the real world. Now, you know, but. everyone obviously talks about Mick Foley taking the, the greatest, <laughs> wildest, craziest bumps of all time. Man, Spike Dudley's are not as famous, but they are possibly even more brutal than some of the ones yeah. Mick Foley took in his career. And just, you're right, absolutely unnecessary. But yeah. that's how Spike made his career man that was his bread over. and butter that's that's what he had felt like he had to do at that right. time to get over and it does dude th- this juxtaposition and we're going to see it throughout this whole uh few weeks of undertaker against the little guys against the uh cruiserweights as they would be nowadays it it really does get him over as a heel man and yeah it's be, gets him over as a bully and it's perfect to build up this character exactly yeah he's getting face pops still but him berating you know or just sabotaging Spike Dudley and that unnecessary bump right there definitely gets him some boos. So it, it's working, man. It's just hard to boo him, but they're they're working their way there. And we're gonna we're gonna get to it by the time we get to Royal Rumble for sure. So, but well, that, that does it for Raw. So. Well, you know he needed a little bit of a breather after that Spike Dudley match, uh, so he's gonna brutal match. <laughs> He's going to take her easy in a tag team match on SmackDown 121, December 13th. Teaming up with the new undisputed champion, Chris Jericho, in the main event against Rob Van Dam and The Rock. So kind of still playing off things from Vengeance here. Um, And it's a pretty fun match. RVD actually ends up getting the win over Chris Jericho with a Van Daminator. Uh, and it hits the Van Damme behind the ref's back, so he's able to do that. But, uh, you know, not much going on with it with Taker. He's just kind of there. It's it's a fine match or whatever. The real main event of this episode of SmackDown, though, is the famous Booker T. Stone Cold grocery store <laughs> fight, man. The best. If you've never seen that, come on now. you got to go see that. <laughs> oh, what's your favorite part of the whole thing? Price check on jackass. Thank you. Yes. yes. If you didn't say it, I was going to say it. And Stone Cold tells that story. Where he just made that up as he walked out. That the whole thing, man. Plans. I just, it's uh, like, honestly, it's when. Like it, me and you wrestling. Yeah. Like, I remember in 2001 thinking it was kind of stupid. Like, because right, I was. Same here. I was such a purist with wrestling back then. Yeah. And I was like, this is such, like, cartoony stuff. But, man, I watched it. Uh, last week when we were talking about this and it's it's gold dude because it is it, it's just two pros and stone cold beats the crap out of booker t across every aisle of a grocery store i don't know how this grocery store allowed them to come in there to do it i don't know how much oh, they, they had to pay tons of money oh yeah, they had to i guess they wrecked it but it was just oh, unbelievable price check had to be so much fun for those guys 
Yeah, that's a dude, if you get to work that day and you realize you're going to go to a grocery store and beat each other with eggs and milk, like, <laughs> and you don't have to take a bump in the exactly. Rig, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a great day. I wish I did more crap like that now. Yeah, I so, did too. I did too. No, no gravy bowls, but maybe that. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, man. So yeah, that's about wraps up SmackDown, doesn't it? That's about it. Well, Raw 47 on uh, December 17th, though, one is. Um, I just wrote my notes. It's a, a really familiar scene now as Raw is opening up with Roland or echoing mm. through the Cajun Dome. And speaking of the Cajun Dome, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, Raw, there's an infamous crowd there at Lafayette. Uh, in fact, Pat McAfee did a video on WWE.com about how lame they were with these new NXT call ups. Right. I'm going to say not much has changed in 18 years. Really? <laughs> Sorry for our fans in Lafayette at the Cajun Ouch. Dome, but, um, dude. Even when Roland comes on, like they're kind of on their on their butt still, and he's face he's going to face Jeff Hardy. He's going to defend the hardcore title against Jeff Hardy, and you know Jeff is the crowd's you know guy. You know like, he's right. he's over all the time. The crowd kind of dead. So I don't know what it is. It's something in the in the in the water there. Yeah, <laughs> so. but they go. They always go there, man. That's, that's I know. weird. I don't get it. So anyway, Cajun Dome, Cajun Dome, <laughs> Cajun man. So. uh <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I got taken back to SNL. Okay. Cajun man, Cajun man. So yeah, Cajun Dome. Not really big fans of this night at Raw, but anyway. Um, so the story of this though is that Jeff Hardy is accompanied by Lita, and Matt is via satellite at WWF New York, probably eating some Cajun shrimp or something mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I wonder what the menu looked like at WWF New York. I'm sure uh, it's terrible. Yeah, it was a lot of I'm, a lot of good puns <laughs> exactly. on there. I'm sure. Yeah, the Nitro Girl had a bunch. They they looked hilarious. But oh, anyway, yeah. I digress. So, take your clotheslines, Jeff. Immediately when he gets in the ring, it's fantastic. Jeff starts. You know, he's doing his little juke and jiving thing, and he goes to juke and jive in the ring. And Taker just lights are still off, and he just clotheslines his head off, and he just yells, "You will respect me, boy!" He just yells it. <laughs> it's awesome. Tell him about it. And. Uh, yeah, man, tell about a coach, and he's ragged on Jeff around. And but uh, I do want to say it pales in comparison to their 2002 ladder match. Uh, obviously, yeah. that we we might can cover one day on a bonus episode or something. But really fun stuff here, though, because these guys just have again seeing Taker just ragged all these little guys, these cruiserweights. Um, is fun, you know. And sorry, but that's what Jeff is. He's a cruiserweight. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, it, one hilarious thing is this: they're on the outside for a second, and this fan goes. You suck, Taker says. Sold your mother. <laughs> it's just awesome. He's just man. He's having such a blast. He is. You know? He's loving it. He's living it up, man. And um, he he pretty much squashes uh, Jeff and hits him with a chair, and then he then he just nails the last ride. And uh, after that, Lita goes up for the top for Hurricane Ronda, but Taker kind of sees her. And uh, she climbs down, kind of begs off, and Taker goes over and pins Jeff with the forearm on his face. You know, that William Regal pin to get a little bit extra stink on it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then he kind of stays on it after the pinfall. He stays on for about another four or five seconds, just kind of rubbing it in. He beat him and squashed him. And he grabs the title and goes to start the motorcycle, and Lita kind of slides in and consoles Jeff. And Taker's like, shakes his head and heads back in there and he starts intimidating Lita which again that's going to get some huge heat because she's she's over like Sable was man like she's super over at this point in her career and he just 
lobs Jeff over the top rope to the outside. Not quite as brutal as that spike deadly, but just throws him over. Yikes. And yeah, and he carries him up on his shoulder like a little limp noodle. And uh on like top, a, up to like the, a piece of yakaroni. Exactly. An uncooked piece of uh, a cooked piece of yakaroni. <laughs> so <laughs> carries him up there and the whole time he's yelling Lita, This is on you. This is on you, Lita. And um he grabs Jeff and hits a last ride off the stage through a couple tables on the side. Yeah, he's whew, He's just man. decimating people and Yeah. You know, it, it reminds me of uh when Stone Cold and, and Triple H were trying to get the two man power trip thing over. That's exactly and that's what the Hardy boys were good for, dude. Yeah. You go and, and lay a beating and, on them and people are gonna hate you. And later on in two thousand two, Brock Lesnar comes in and does the mm. same exact thing. You know? Yep, yep. It's they're just they're good you know, I guess to get heat on because the fans love him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, hits his huge, um, huge uh, last ride off the side, man, which is just brutal to see. And um, when he when he does that, we uh, we see, um, I think it's a Matt. Oh, yeah, we see Matt be a satellite looking on uh, from Dirty Up New York. He's kind of disgusted at this, you know, because even though he and Jeff are kind of at odds right now, he's still his brother and. Um, he grabs Lita, Taker grabs Lita by the hair, and she kicks him down low, but then he grabs her even harder and winds up just yucking her off the stage. Mm. Like, just throws her onto Jeff, basically. She goes, like, through the table, and Matt gets up at, at Dirty F New York, and he's, like, in shock, and he uh, he winds up running out of the scene, and we're going to see him in a little bit during the break, but Taker's getting some good heat, man. It's just, I think it's smart psychology to, in order to get him booed, you know? It is, and they're also using this too to try to get the Hardy Boys back together after they yes. basically split over the past few weeks and wrestled each other out of engines. It didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it didn't really go the way they planned, so yeah, they're getting them back together. So we see during the break, Matt's on his cell phone with a huge antenna on it. It's awesome. <laughs> Flip phone, giant antenna. Of course. Probably on singular wireless back in those days. Um but he uh, he's on the WWF. He's at WWF New York, and he's asking if Lita and Jeff are okay to whomever he's talking to. I don't know. And then Jr. tells us that they've been taken to a local medical facility. So that's kind of the recap of all that, and it's going to carry on over in SmackDown, I think. But I do want to say that we get the uh, the Triple H promo for his return that is supposed to have the Beautiful Day song by U2. Yep. And uh, it's overdubbed, so it's of crap. Of course, yep. it's so bad. Add it to the list, man. Add it to the list of these terrible music edits on the network that ruin so many awesome moments and memories, man. It's a shame. That's one of the best videos they've ever put together. It is. <laughs> it's so good. That and the Desire videos that come out shortly. Well, thank God for YouTube and Daily Motion. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's take it to SmackDown 122, December 20th here. Uh, We get a long video package, kind of recapping everything we've already recapped here, all of Undertaker's evil actions over the past few weeks and and all the innocent victims he's claimed. And Matt Hardy's going to try to seek vengeance for everybody, uh, especially his brother Jeff and girlfriend Lita, and he's going to take on Taker for the hardcore title. His brother Jeff. The Nero. Excuse me. (laughs) Not, Not yet. I know, I know. Uh, Well, Matt has a good strategy here. He sneak attacks Undertaker while Undertaker's making his entrance and lays in some stiff uh, kendo stick shots on Taker to start things off. Uh, He gets in a lot of shots, but Undertaker ends up taking over and sort of just destroys Matt Hardy all around ringside (laughs) and, again, yells at him like he yelled at his brother, you will respect me. Uh, that's That's his gimmick here. 
That's what he's yep. trying to get over. He wants to be respected. And that's going to continue on throughout this whole heel run. And all uh, he's asking is for a little respect. That's all he's asking. What's, yeah. so, what's so wrong? Just with that? a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, Undertaker gives Matt the last ride for the win, and I would say Matt put in a pretty good entry into the Who Takes the Best Last Ride Ooh. competition, man. Went up there pretty high for that one. It's always the little guys. Him, Christian, yes. and Xbox, or Shane, man. One of those little guys. Shane took a good one, too. <laughs> yep. I bet Matt's look cool because he's got his wonky sideways legs. <laughs> pretty neat when he gets him up there. He wasn't even him. trying that hard. Exactly. But, uh, uh, Taker again he's disrespecting the hardcore title because he t- tosses it back in the ring along with his entry entrance vest and then just walks away without them and he uh, <laughs> well it plays into what's about to happen here he, it was confusing but he, he rides the bike up to the top of the ramp and then he looks back in the ring and decides he's not done with Matt so he puts the kickstand stand of the bike down and heads back into the ring and then he tosses Matt out of the ring and here's an, just an iconic moment in my memory yep. Taker gets a chair and he puts the chair under Matt Hardy's throat he tells Matt he wants him to meet this chair and just jams Matt's neck onto the chair and the chair onto the ground at the same time it's just a brutal looking move man I I know wrestling's a work, but god dang, dude. I've never understood how you work I, that shot. I don't get it. it is, I know. It's a great spot. I don't know who came up with it, but it looks terrible. Terribly looks, painful. Oh, yeah. It looks horrifying. That and when they do the the um, Twisted Fade or RKO with the chair around their neck, I don't know how you fake that. Right. I have no idea. It's like, how do you learn to fall off a 20-foot ladder? How do you learn to take that <laughs> bump, you know? So. Well, it's great. Uh, it, it's, it looks incredible. Matt gets stretchered out of the arena as he just is gasping for air. And uh, they actually they go to commercial, they come back, and they're putting Matt in the ambulance. And Undertaker walks up to the stretcher as it's about to be put in the ambulance. And he <laughs> kind of rests his elbow on Matt's throat again as he leans down to talk to him, just being a, just a Jerk. dirty, dirty heel. <laughs> yeah. And he says, hey, boy. On this trip to the hospital you're getting ready to make, I want you to ask yourself one question. Oh, yikes, man. That is just brutal. (laughs) The conscience of the WWE is just completely, (laughs) completely erasing all of that goodwill he's built up. Yes. Oh, man. That is just throwing salt on a wound there, man. Well, at this point, you'd think that take a few with the Hardy Boys that were fight with them at Royal Rumble or something. Well, he kind of he kind of does. Not really where we're headed, so yeah, he's got. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you know, they kind of get their revenge in a way, but uh, yeah, it does certainly seem like Undertaker's about to get some coal in his stocking as we head over to Christmas Eve. Yeah, man, it's Raw 448. It's uh, this Christmas Eve 01, and it's Christmas Eve Raw. And uh, during this episode, we have the co-owners. You got Ric Flair and, and Vince. They got these dueling backstage Christmas parties. It's kind of funny actually to watch. So. Basically, all the heels and Taz are at Vince's, and uh, all the <laughs> okay. faces are at Ric Flair's. Yeah, I don't know why Taz is at Vince's, but um, all the all the faces are at Flair's. And even, like, Austin comes walking in late, and he winds up sitting in Tajiri Claus's lap and doing all this stuff. Oh, and yeah. Tajiri's, like, saying, what? 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 It's it's actually pretty funny because all yeah. the guys, you can tell they're, like, it's so stupid, but they're all having – so, yeah, I remember all uh, that. I don't know. It's good. But also, like you – yeah, it's fun, man. I know that um, 
you've been getting your pen out and writing some things down. We've had some firsts here recently. Yeah, yeah. I'd like for you to go ahead and get your, your pen out and click it and get ready to write this down. Okay. So another, another first that we have. Hmm, what could it be? It's going to be the first ever eggnog mat. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, man. I'm going to need a break for a minute. Eggnog, man. <laughs> you know how much I love eggnog. <laughs> who, who could possibly be in this match? It's Tori and Stacy. Uh, Tori beats Stacy. I did watch to the end of it. Hall of You're Famer Tori Wilson? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. Hall of Famer Tori Wilson beats Stacy in the first ever eggnog match. So, there you go. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you do. <laughs> well... Someone who didn't love it was Taker because he takes a night off. He must have been, uh, I don't know, Krampus or something. Dude, <laughs> not, I, a, not a Santa Claus. I, I'm going to need a few there. nights off if I have to watch that eggnog match. <laughs> man, just, we just had a gravy bowl, man. I get in all these good, wonderful matches. Yeah, what the heck, Again, man? It's not about the screwed moves, over. It's yeah. about the story. <laughs> Why do you get to watch all that? I, get... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're welcome to watch them for every, by yourself for nine ninety nine a month. I got to watch the, the Kiss My Anus Club. and <laughs> <laughs> You have drawn the short straw here recently. God <laughs> dang it. <sighs> oh. Well, anyway, uh, Tajiri's <laughs> going to draw the short straw here on uh, SmackDown December 27th, episode 123, uh, as he is going to have to take on The Undertaker, the next cruiserweight, to go up against the hardcore champion. And dang. Just this sentence right here. The hardcore champion Undertaker takes on the cruiserweight champion Tajiri, who's got Tori Wilson. And man, that sentence, that just sums up 2001 <laughs> to me, dude. All the different titles, those guys, Tori Wilson being in there. Just, this very 2001 feeling match. Oh, yeah. Uh, before, For sure. Before the match starts, uh, Taker, well, let me go back a little bit. Way before the match, Vince and Flair, you know, obviously Flair. Uh, is playing a bigger role now. They're co-owners in the yeah. company. They have this great face-off. Dude, I forgot how great this promo was when Flair challenges Vince to a match oh, at the yeah. Royal Rumble. Oh, my God. Like, Flair's talking about how he's going to make Vince wrestle, and he's an active superstar, and Vince is all cocky and says, who would possibly want to face me? And Flair says, the guy who just the, the last guy who just knocked you on your butt and just punches him right in the face and the crowd <laughs> so pops good. huge. It's old school flair. It's so good. Uh, but then just to completely flip it and make it terrible, Michael Cole says that that was the most significant announcement that's ever been made. <laughs> Full stop. Not in SmackDown history. Not in WWF history. The most significant announcement that's ever been made is that Ric Flair will face Vince McMahon at the Royal Rumble. Ever. It's it's the history of our planet. History of mankind. That's the most significant announcement ever. I can... The worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> That's that actually the worst thing I've ever Literally, heard. Literally, that is In the, the worst history thing. of our world. Yes. <laughs> Holy crap! Hyperbole much? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know how the show could go on, but 
Yeah, where do you go from there? <laughs> only got down to go from there. Well, you go to more Taker and Vince backstage, our favorite, new favorite oh, thing yes. here. Uh, Taker tells Vince, yeah, man, just give me the word and I'll take care of Flair for you. And Vince is like, oh, I'll hey. consider it. And uh, Vince tells Taker, I got a ton of respect for you after what you did to the Hardy Boys. And uh, after what you do to Tajiri tonight, he'll have even more of Vince's respect. So it's clear that Vince hates cruiserweights. That's why he's Absolutely. booking Undertaker against all these guys to destroy him. That's a shoot. And then uh, <laughs> Vince, hates the small guys. <laughs> Vince tells Taker to watch out for Tori because she can be a little intimidating. And Taker's like, is that right? And walks away. So... <laughs> Tori doesn't have the same effect on Undertaker as she has on me, apparently. <laughs> he did, well, he, did, he wasn't there for the eggnog match. <laughs> he was <point>. off. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nick Patrick is oddly the referee for this match, and I just—I know he comes back during this time, but I'm like, yeah. why the heck would Vince McMahon hire Nick Patrick? He, he was <laughs> the evil WCW referee. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Who knows? Um. Tajiri does not able to apply the tarantula on Undertaker, which made me kind of sad. I would have liked to have seen that. Uh, yeah. Undertaker just beats up on Tajiri on the outside. He ends up preparing the announce table for deletion and picks yes. up Tajiri for a last ride. And the spot of the match right here, Tajiri spits the green mist in Undertaker's face as he goes up for the <laughs> last ride. It's awesome. I thought oh. Tajiri was going to win with that one. but uh, Yeah, me too. He still can't get Undertaker off his feet. Nails him with a few trash cans while he's blinded. But Undertaker just resumes his dominance here. Uh, Taker gives Tajiri a choke slam, but ends up picking him up at the count of two. So, uh, Dude, that's another one we can add on that's, to the Taker yeah. Bingo list that Jeremy Bagley made for us right there. Uh, the <laughs> Taker yeah. picking up guys at two. It's definitely in this heel run. He loves to do that. And it's good, man. It's great heel move. Yep. Uh, and th- also just thanks to Jeremy Bagley on Twitter for making that, man. I, I popped huge when I saw that. That was a uh, very excellent oh. creation there. Loved it. Phenomenal. We got great fans. Thank Jay Bags for that, man. It's awesome. We did. Love that. Uh, Taker uh, taunts Tori uh, as he's beating up Tajiri and then locks in a new move, man. The uh, submission specialist Undertaker locks in a dragon sleeper on Tajiri to get the submission win, man. I kind of completely forgot that that was ever his finishing move. I remembered him doing it. I was thinking it was more in the 2005-06 era, though. Mm. I, I forgot he did it this early, man. Man, dragon sleeper. That's one of my favorite moves of all it time. Is. I love it. Like Ultimo Dragon doing that. And that's one of the moves my, my you know, I talked about my brother on here. He doesn't know wasn't a huge wrestling fan, but there were certain moves he would do to me all the time. One was Lion Tamer, two was the Dragon Sleeper. <laughs> he would <laughs> tap me out with both those moves in it's a heartbeat. So. It's an easy move to put on and it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely it does. So Well Undertaker won't let go of it, so all of a sudden the man who's gonna come to the rescue of all the tiny guys the Big Show comes out to save Tajiri. Oh, Undertaker walks away. And just to remind you, this entire time, Undertaker's face has been green like Shrek. <laughs> he wrestles <laughs> the entire match like that. I don't know if it was a rib or something, because he's going to be in the next segment, too. Uh, we actually come <laughs> back from commercial with Big Show still in the ring, and he's calling out his, you know, his riding buddy from the desert, The Undertaker, yeah. and uh, says... Uh, challenges Undertaker to pick on someone his own size, and Green-Faced Undertaker comes back out. He didn't wipe it off yet? No, no, it's That's poison amazing. mist, dude. It doesn't come That's off. 
uh, he Undertaker pulls his straps down and then Big Show pulls his straps down and some sort of weird mating ritual. I don't know what this was. <laughs> Just like circling on each other, pulling their straps down. <laughs> but uh, Undertaker... That's strange. Undertaker backs Only away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like if you and I get ready to fight and you show me your nipples, that's not gonna intimidate me. All of a sudden I see when your I, nipples. That's basically what it is. When your son misbehaves, do you like stare at him and just pull the straps there? I'm like, son. He's like, Oh no, it's getting real now, Dad. Straps no Dad's that's topless. Not topless. No, you just pull the straps down. The shirt's still on. Oh, Oh man! <laughs> well, it's scared. Uh, it scared Undertaker off because he just comes back down to the aisle, hops on his bike, and rides out of the arena. And uh, Big Show, not happy about this. He, he says, "Undertaker, you keep talking about respect. Respect me. I need to be respected. Undertaker, I respect you. Here's my New Year's resolution. My New Year's resolution." I'm going to respectfully kick your ass! Yeah. An emotional big show! When he promised to the Undertaker! That wasn't a promise, that was just a New Year's resolution! You know, nobody ever keeps a New Year's resolution! So, he's going to be polite about go. it, but he's going to do yeah. it. Respectfully. <laughs> In a way, it's with respect. That's good. I like that. Uh, King uh, King Lawler liked it too, but because he laughed it off and said, "No one ever keeps their New Year's resolutions." <laughs> no faith yeah. in the Big Show. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, that sounds like a lot happened there, which which is a little different than Raw 449 mm. we get on New Year's Eve here. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a special three hour episode of Raw, which is very rare back then. Now we just understand it's three hours but um back then that was a special deal but it's yeah they present the 10 best matches of the year as voted on com by the fans so of course they're all gonna be clipped and cut short and they give you the highlights and stuff but um they don't do this anymore i don't know they just they they usually do like an actual show they tape it or they do it live like they did a few years ago and got everybody in the hullabaloo about it but man they uh this is kind of neat. To see. I like doing this. I, I, yeah. I'd rather them do this than have guys work on the holidays, you know? Well, that too. And honestly, if you don't have, if you didn't catch a pay-per-view, you could basically see, I mean, you get to see 60% of the match here. Yeah. Because it's a three-hour show, and they're going to show you 10 matches, and they're going to spice them in there and, you know, cut them. But it's, it's good stuff. But um, Flair also, I want to mention a couple other things, because Ric Flair wishes a Happy New Year and tells us the five most shocking moments of the year. And number two is Taker turning heel on JR just a few weeks ago. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I, I believe that um, one that was strangely missing from this entire countdown right here was Shane buying WCW. That really? wasn't even on there. Yeah. <laughs> they had like Stephanie and the Alliance, but, but that one wasn't on there. Like Shane and the simulcast, that wasn't on it. So. What, what, what number one, of course, what had to be Vince McMahon and challenging Ric Flair to a fight. The most shocking announcement in the history of the world right <laughs> it wasn't what no. i don't remember what it was but it wasn't that so yeah and then later on trish gives us the five best slaps of the year and number three is deborah slapping taker for being a jerk back in the spring when he was feuding with austin he lost he's everywhere dude he is that's why i feel like noting this well 
I'd like to, if it's fine, I'd like to go ahead and talk about the top 10 matches of the year since we've covered some of them. Hit us. Um, yeah, so number 10 is Jericho Benoit, uh, Intercontinental Ladder Match from Royal Rumble. Uh, number 9 is Taker versus Triple H from WrestleMania 17. There you go, so making the top that's our 10. Boy. Yeah. Uh, number 8, Shane and Angle Street Fight from King of the Ring. Wow, it's kind of low. Yeah, I know. Number 7, uh, Tag Match, Triple H and Austin versus Benoit Jericho from Raw in May. So, which I think should probably be number one. But anyway, yeah. um, here we go. Number six, story for Stacy in the first ever lingerie match from No Mercy. Hall <laughs> of Famer Tori Wilson. She made the top six matches of 2001. That's all you got to say, baby. Exactly. Or she'll bring that up in her Hall of Fame speech. So. <laughs> it should be on the back of her T-shirt. Yeah. Well, number five is Team Alliance versus Team WF in the winner-take-all match from Survivor Series. But it's funny because the way they cut it, they had to cut it short a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they show that they show the match basically once it's down to the final four, which are none of the WCW guys. Of course. <laughs> it's hilarious. So, uh, number four is RVD versus Jeff Hardy versus the hardcore title at Invasion. So yeah. Can't fault you for that. Number three is Rock and Austin from WrestleMania 17. Uh, number two is TLC two from WrestleMania seventeen. So WrestleMania wow, seventeen got two. three matches on there. Yep. And number one is Triple H versus Austin three stages of hell from No Way Out. Mm, so interesting. Heck of a countdown. I agree with that. Those are some of the best matches, minus the lingerie match. But I would probably put them in different order. But I just thought it was interesting that uh, WrestleMania had three and that Taker was on there. He's uh, that's good, good for him, man. Yeah, I mean, I would certainly put the Egg Bowl match in there over the lingerie match. But other than that, solid list. Um, I think if you were to... (laughs) I think if you were to redo it in 2019, I think the TLC match would obviously be number one uh, in most most people's eyes. Although you're right, that, that tag match with Power Trip and the Canadians, pretty classic as well. Yeah, but um, I mean, it just points to what a great year 2001 was. In exactly, ring. man, maybe one of the maybe the best of all time. Certainly one. I of think, it. yeah, I think the best in ring. But yeah, as we've covered the storyline with, with the alliance yeah. and all that stuff, and Austin's heel turn, kind of a dude. Kind of a dud. But, but uh, <clears throat> dude, this uh, this next week on SmackDown is not a dud, man. This is <laughs> this makes up for your last two raws. This, this moment go. we're about to <laughs> uncover here. Um. Coach is going to interview Undertaker. He's going to try to get the bottom of what happened with why he ran away from Big Show last week. And Undertaker clarifies, I didn't run away. I've been here for 11 years, and I do things on my terms. Uh, so he's going to take about five minutes, get out of his stuff, get into his garb, get in the ring, and he's going to get in Big Show's butt. Or uh, <laughs> something like that. He didn't quite say that, but something well, similar. Sure. You know. Yeah. Uh, he's going to take on Undertaker. Uh, Undertaker's going to take on Big Show in a hardcore title match here. Uh, this was a pretty fun little hardcore match between these guys. Uh, they're not necessarily known for having the best matches, but this was pretty fun. Right. Uh, Big Show chases Undertaker as he rides around the ring and ends up catching him. on the. Undertaker's riding on the bike, and Big Show catches up with him and just <laughs> tosses him off the bike. Um, and Jerry Lawler... He just reminds us why we're glad he's back as he says Big Show wishes that these trash cans in the ring were made out of chocolate because he's about to eat a lot of them. <laughs> just a great line from the king, as always. You know, he was just stocking up on lines those eight oh, lines yeah. while he was out. 
You know, he sleeps with like a notepad next to him. He wakes up and just writes crap down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, just a shout out to our future competitor, Conrad Thompson and, and Bruce Pritchard for the Jerry Lawler podcast. If you haven't listened to that from last week, super in-depth and a lot of a lot of great content on that episode. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, one. it was fantastic. Uh, Taker ends up nailing Big Show with a set of stairs to the knee. And Big Show goes for a choke slam, but he can't cover because his knee is too hurt. Uh, Taker kicks kicks out of it. Uh, they keep fighting, and Show actually gives the uh, Undertaker white savior fist salute up in the air. Dang. And he goes for a last ride. But Taker hits the Death Valley shot. And then Undertaker makes Big Show tap out with that Dragon Sleeper for last week. But Ooh. as we learn, it's not a Dragon Sleeper. Because Jerry Lawler tells us that's that's not a chokehold. Taker care of business. Oh my word! <laughs> my brother, I laughed out loud. When I, heard that. I completely forgot it, and Taker I love care it so business. much. That's got to be our next T-shirt, dude. That's oh, it has to. <laughs> Taker care oh, of my business. Word, we need business cards to say that. Uh, Taker easy oh. is amazing, but why did I not remember that? Take care of business. Take, oh yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> oh man, who sang that song? Is that Manhattan Steamroller? Yellow. <laughs> take care of business. Bachman Turner Overdrive. Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yeah, they're all the yeah. same. Anyway, sure. <laughs> Three names. How dare you? ELO is one of my favorite bands of all time. How dare you, sir? No, no way. Absolutely, no. man. Uh, uh, well, if that wasn't enough, we actually Good get heavens. an appearance on this show. I had to mention it. We're going to get an appearance from Hall of Famer, not Tori Wilson, but Hall of Famer James Dudley. Yes, the man who used to drive Vince McMahon's limo that is in the Hall of Fame. We actually get to see him on an episode of SmackDown here. I believe it's wow. his SmackDown debut because Stephanie, her whole storyline ever since losing at Survivor Series, she's been trying to sneak back in. So we get a bunch of segments with her on this episode trying to sneak in the arena. So she rolls James Dudley into the arena saying he's got to be on the list to get in. And the guy that's running security says, yeah, he is on the list, but Stephanie, you're not. So she tries to flirt with him, but he's like, "Uh, Stephanie, I'm gay. It's like such a 2002 moment here. And then, of course, Billy and Chuck walk in right behind her and the security guard freaks out to see Billy and Chuck and oh man 2002 ladies and gentlemen <laughs> yeah that wouldn't fly nowadays <laughs> would Whew. not be the same no <clears throat> no not at all well that's going to take us to Raw 450 uh, splash and that's on January 7th 2002 uh, this is the Raw where Triple H makes his triumphant return to an enormous babyface reaction that oh, I remember yeah. I was just pumped for and this dude came back, and he looked like he just injected, man. He is huge. <laughs> Golly. Quadruple H. <laughs> exactly. Triple H, uh, yeah, and then some. He's so big. But before that return, Taker gives a promo backstage. He's looking straight into the camera, and he says, um, you know, <clears throat> it's been a lot of hype, and, you know, you must be thinking that people respect you. Uh, he says, they don't respect you. All they want is our blood and our pain. 
all they want is for you to re-injure that leg. So don't forget to celebrate. Don't forget in your celebration who runs this yard at the Royal Rumble. When I win, I'll be the only dog standing in the ring. So mm. that's short and sweet. That's all we get on that raw. But again, this this raw man, uh, yeah, it's like a sustained roar. I think Jr. says for Triple H coming back. So it really I know was. I was. I was ready for him to come back and. Uh, uh, he was one of the best in-ring workers they had in 2000, 2001, and he was sorely missed, but uh, lost a step when he came back, but he's still good, and he was vicious when he came back, too. Yeah, he had, I'd say he had a lot of ring rust, and it was, I think, also, he was just so so much bigger than when he yeah, left, too. So his style totally changed, but yeah, this crowd pop is amazing. I still remember Kurt Angle on this show saying yeah. <laughs> he was out for Nine months with a quad injury? <laughs> I tore my quad this morning. I'm here. I'm jumping around. What's the big deal? <laughs> you and I laughed about that for like decades. Oh, still one of my favorite Kurt Angle <laughs> so lines. Yeah. What's the big deal? <laughs> tore my quad this morning. <laughs> That's probably true um, nowadays. I mean, God. Yeah. It pains me to watch Kurt Angle walk. Nowadays. Yeah. Hunchback of Monday Night Raw. But, uh... <laughs> Anyway, Undertaker's, yeah, he's going to kind of go quietly into the Rumble here these last couple weeks as we saw him, um, you know, just dominate all the cruiserweights the past few weeks. But especially on SmackDown here, the last two SmackDowns, this one's on January 10th, 2002, episode 125. Uh, Austin and Angle is the main event, and there's just a giant schmoz at the end. Kane comes in to chokeslam Austin. Big Show attacks Kane. Triple H makes his SmackDown return. Pedigrees everybody, stands tall, when all of a sudden the Undertaker strolls out, he's still in his street gear, and just stands and stares on the top of the stage at Triple H to end the show. And the uh, announcers are freaking out, like this is just a huge deal here. Not as big as <clears throat> Ric Flair challenging Vince McMahon, but still a big right. deal. Uh, and it was just kind of weird to me, because Undertaker's basically been in the mid-card with the hardcore title these past right. few weeks, and now... They're teasing him like the main guy challenging at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and he was not even on this episode of SmackDown once up until this moment. So it was just kind of a weird pivot here. And uh, we're going to kind of see the same thing on next week's SmackDown too. So, yeah. Yeah, it is kind of weird. How he just kind of suddenly reappears in the main event scene, you know, after spending the month of December in kind of the lower car, like you said. So yeah. it's strange. It goes to show you that... No matter what he's doing on the card, you can always slot him back in there in the main event because he's over. He's been in the main event like I covered last week. Vince even said he's been in the main event for 11 years now. <laughs> you know? Well, so. they had to just slot him in because they had to make time for this segment where Rikishi, the big brown machine, he gives a stink face to Booker T. And apparently his butthole is so stinky <laughs> that it causes Booker T to vomit on Michael Cole. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's almost enough to bring back the Broman of the Week right there, dude. Ooh, <laughs> this this is. was a stupid, stupid segment. But, uh, I mean, even DDP was forced oh, to say backstage man. it was not a bad, good thing. It was a bad thing that happened to Booker T. Oh. So it was that bad. I don't know. Booker T's paying his dues in the WWF still, I guess. Yeah. He's getting beat up in a grocery store and tagging <laughs> with tagging with tests. <laughs> And, that's uh, getting the that's a demotion right there. Yeah. So, oh, oh man, Ooh. 
Yeah, he showed up the hot dog flavor water. Exactly, Michael Cole. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> oh man. Well, at least he got to vomit on Cole. <laughs> that's, right. that's good. That's if you're gonna do it, that's what you need to do, to do it on. Buy a ticket to do that. <laughs> so, um, well, anyway, that's a. Uh, that's going to take us to Raw 451 on uh, January 14th, though, too. This is the go-home Raw for the Royal Rumble, so it's just six days before, and we're opening up with a recap from SmackDown, like you said, where Taker and Triple H just kind of stare down, and um, the one thing they're putting over is just how star-studded this Rumble's going to be. They're going to have all these main eventers in there, because I think, uh, I mean, you got Austin, Rock, no, not Rock, Rock is fighting uh, Jericho. Right, that's yeah, the title all, match. Yeah, yeah, that's the title match. You got Austin, Angle, Triple H, Taker, Kane, Big Show, like, they're trying to put over how star-studded it's going to be. So um, Later on, we see Taker rolling in the parking garage on his motorcycle. And then um, we don't really see him till later on, kind of like he did on SmackDown last mm-hmm. week. He just kind of there. But I've, I just have to point this out. It's go to your network, Raw 451, everyone listening. One hour, 10 minutes, 57 seconds in. Steve Austin gives... A promo I forgot about, and it's probably one of the most amazing promos I've ever seen him cut. And it is about seven or eight minutes long, and you can tell he is just. Vince just said, "Just go say whatever you want to do and sell the pay per view." He is just cutting up with Michael Cole. The what answer are just on another level. They're turned to eleven this night, man, with the crowd. And eventually, Michael Cole just starts laughing. Man, he can't help it. Like it's just. It's gone on way too long, but it's entertaining. It's funny. It's captivating. Eventually, like Austin starts to crack a little smile as well, man. It is just, it is epic, man. He was in like, the zone, man. He was feeling it. But the one thing he'll never do is throw Stone Cold Steve Austin over the top rope. That just won't happen. I looked at Barton and I said, as a matter of fact, I'm working on my strategy right now. That's what he said. He said, what? I said, I'm working on my strategy right now. I looked down at my waist and I said, you see that? He said, what? I said, do you see that? That's what he said. He said, what? I said, that's a beer belly. A beer belly. A beer belly. By lowering my center of gravity, it makes it hard for a man to throw me over the top rope. That's Stone Cold Steve Austin's strategy. You understand what I'm talking about? So I looked at that bartender and I said, I ain't gonna mess with your mechanical bowl no more. You can let everybody back in because I'm gonna drink every single beer you got to work on this beer belly. He said, what? Beer belly, what? Beer belly, what? And while I'm working on this beer belly, when I drink all your beer, I'm going down to what, 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 water burger. And I'm gonna get a water burger with cheese. A water burger without cheese. A water burger with double cheese. A french fries. Some more french fries. I fucking wanted fresh catch fish sandwiches. Another water burger with double cheese. Oh, it's amazing. It's so good, man. I can't I can't encourage you guys enough to go watch it. So but anyway, we're not talking Austin. We'll let the guys over at the bottom line wrestling podcast talk about that one. But anyway. Uh, Triple H gives a promo at the main, the main event slot, the last thing on the show, about coming back and going to the Royal Rumble. He's going to win this Sunday. It's his destiny. You know, he's been rehabbing for nine months and all that stuff. And he doesn't care who he has to go through to win. He's going to main event WrestleMania, even if it's Stone Cold Steve Austin, which means the glass is going to break and Stone Cold comes out and 
he's posing on the turnbuckle, and as he does to do it, like on the third turnbuckle, Triple H steps in his way, and they kind of come face to face, and um, they're eyeing each other, and the crowd's eating it up, and you know these are two huge baby faces at this point, and um, they're eyeing each other, and then all of a sudden they just start slugging away at each other. The, to the enjoyment of the crowd just, it's just fun to watch these guys slug it out then out of nowhere like Batman Taker just appears <laughs> and nails Triple H in the back with a chair and then he gets in the ring and nails Austin in the head with a chair and he just stands over them as Roland plays and uh, J.R. and King put over how he's the last man standing and is he going to be that way Sunday and um, it's just weird because when it when it showed him parking on his motorcycle, it was about an hour and ten minutes before this, and all of a sudden he finally makes it to the. I'm not sure if he got lost or what happened, but yeah, a he, spinal um, tap moment. Yeah, exactly. So um, it takes him a long time, but he he makes it there, and like I said, it's weird. He's just he's the last man standing on this go home raw. It's weird. And it's the same thing on SmackDown, uh, the final show before the Royal Rumble. There's um, kind of the story of this episode of SmackDown is there's all these vignettes of guys interacting with The Rock, uh, Stone Cold, Triple H, Kurt Angle, and The Undertaker. And they all tease a WrestleMania match with The Rock, saying, you know, when I win the Royal Rumble, because of course you're going to beat Chris Jericho. That's basically what they're all saying. And then Rock and Jericho have this really long promo where... Jericho's like you know talking about nobody believes in him and all this stuff and uh, it's a good it's good work from Rock and Jericho uh, yeah it's a good promo it's another really long one but um, anyway the main event is Triple H and Stone Cold versus Booker T and Kurt Angle which I hated back at the time because yeah you got Triple H the Royal Rumble is four days away why not just have him come back in the Royal Rumble why is he in a tag match four days beforehand you should be making people pay to see him come back after a year exactly it's still stupid to me I still don't understand it I don't get it Triple H and Austin end up winning they're sort of you know reuniting the two man power trip but his baby face is here and then like, like the other past two nights Undertaker has not appeared at all on this show except for that one little tease with The Rock and Limp Biscuit e- echoes through the arena Undertaker walks out and stares onto the yard at his four biggest challengers in the Royal Rumble all in the ring and that's it that's the build into the Royal Rumble right there so it's kind of t- taking a turn with Undertaker being built up as a major threat after you know, spending the past few weeks in the mid card, like we said, but he's definitely being pushed as one of the top two or three guys that could win the Rumble this year. Yeah, he is. It's weird. What a, what a lame way to end the show, though. Yeah, Just it didn't really. At each other. You know, it's not the <laughs> crazy big brawl between all the guys that you'd like to see going into the Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that takes us to Royal Rumble 2002. That's it, man. January 20th, 2002. The Phillips Arena in Atlanta, GA. Uh, and yet, you and I were not there, even though it was two yeah, hours it was, from our home. What was a couple of suckers. Why were oh, we not no. there? I guess because well, we damn. were 15 at the time and, uh, you know, didn't have... My mom wasn't going to take me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We couldn't drive yet, so we couldn't make it up there and... Uh, we did have some friends from school uh, yeah. that went, but man, I really, really wanted to go to this one. Uh, I was because this was the first pay per view from Atlanta, I believe, first WWF pay per view ever from Atlanta. Ever? I think Whoa. so. That's why I was big. Cause That's crazy. They didn't do that during when WCW was around. 
They would. Oh, they yeah, ran no, Raw and SmackDown, right. but they didn't do pay-per-views in Atlanta. You're right, yeah. This probably was then. That's crazy. Yeah. Unless there's some WWWF when there's somebody. Well, they yeah, didn't have pay-per-views. What, what we know. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. As far as what we know. And um, I'm, I'm st- yeah. I've still never seen a Royal Rumble. That's like my last wrestling bucket list. Neither thing. one of us have ever been to a Royal Rumble, so yeah. we need to go to one sometime. So. Yeah. yeah, I remember our, our, our friend uh, Wiggins was out there. I remember him wearing a shirt the next day at school, and I'm being so jealous, man. Yeah, like, you could too. see Taz and Spike Dudley in a tag match. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's not what I was popping for. So, oh, but yeah, this is good stuff, man. And this is just again, we've been covering the the uh, the evolution of the business. This is going to be the last Royal Rumble under the World Wrestling Federation name, so mm. that name will be changing here soon. So. This is it. I don't know. It's just significant to me for some reason. I feel like I need to point it out. So. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we got Jr. and King on commentary here, and uh, it's a good card, man. It's a good Royal yeah, Rumble it's fun. show. If you've never seen it, Jericho and Rock have a good match. Uh, Flair and Vincent Man, you know, after the most epic announcement of all time, they do have a pretty good match with each other. Uh, it's pretty fun to see them fight. Vincent Man consistently puts on four and a half star matches as far as entertainment value he might be one of the most consistent performers in wwf history which is wild you know you're going to be entertained with a vince match exactly every time exactly exactly well what we're going to do here folks like we said we're going to do another one of our trademark watch alongs for the royal rumble so we're going to queue it up on the wwe network to one hour 29 minutes, 52 seconds. Go ahead and find that. Fast forward to that on the network. We'll give you a few seconds here to do that, and then we're going to hit play, uh, turn the sound down. We'll walk you through everything, and we're going to make it entertaining the best that we can if you're watching along or if you're not, if you're just riding around in your car. Uh, We've had a lot of fun doing it for these past ones. We hope you enjoy it. For this Royal Rumble, I think it's going to be a really fun one to talk about. A lot of surprise, fun entrances, a lot of just classic Royal Rumble moments that still get put in video packages 17 years later. So we got to talk about this one, man. Oh, yeah. And the reason we're going to the one hour and 29 minutes, because Finkel gives us the rules of the Rumble and all this stuff, and we don't need to worry about that kind of garbage. We don't need to recap that. So we're going to go there. Basically, we got you at 129.52. Once we hit play, that'll get you right as the first entrant comes out. So, yeah. So grab a drink, get your WWE Network ready, and we'll give you the countdown here. Hey there, creatures of the night. I'm Mike Pru, along with my pal JV. We are from the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. I'm sure you guys are enjoying Alex and Travis dig up the dead man's past every week here on Talking Taker. If you like this type of format, you may want to check us out. We are the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. We're breaking down his career month by month, just like Travis and Alex do here on Talking Taker. We have covered from his debut in January of 1996 as the ringmaster, and we are currently heading into 1998. So please take a chance and listen to the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. We are available on most platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. We're also on Twitter, at Bottom Line Cast. Thanks, Creatures of the Night. Especially thanks to your gracious host, Alex and Travis. Take her easy. All right, Creatures of the Night, you heard me mention it earlier. The Taker Care of Business line, what could make a better new Talking Taker shirt? So that's right, they're real. We now have TCB Taker Care of Business shirts 
available in the T Public Talking Taker store. You gotta go pick one of these bad boys up. Get one today and make sure you get it in time for WrestleMania weekend or heck, get you one for StarCast for when you go meet the dead man himself and show him you mean business. And of course, if you do get a meeting with the dead man in any one of our Talking Taker t-shirts, send us a picture of it from any event. We will send you out something very, very special, an exclusive piece of Talking Taker merch. They're going to be on sale for this weekend, the first three days they're available. All of the Taker Care of Business merch, you can get it on a sticker, a mug, a hoodie, whatever you like. It's all on sale for the next three days. And might I recommend the tank top? Because, of course, you can show everybody that you mean business and that you're about to take her care of business when you put the straps down on the tank top. You gotta go see this design. Go check it out. tpublic.com. Search for Talking Taker. We got the links available on our social media as well. Pick up a shirt, pick up a sticker, support the podcast. It means a lot. Now, let's get to the Royal Rumble Watch Along. All right, Creatures of the Night, we are back. We are going to queue up one hour, 29 minutes, and 52 seconds of Royal Rumble 2002 on the WWE Network if you're watching along with us. If not, we're going to paint a picture here for you with our words of what's happening in the action, try our best to be entertaining for you. But for those of you watching along, Travis is going to give you the countdown, and we're going to have a blast doing commentary for the O2 Rumble match. So, Travis, hit him with it. All right, we're at 129.52, like you said, so let's go in uh, three, two, one, play. All right. There's that Atlanta crowd right there reacting. There they are. For number one. And who's it going to be? Who's it? Oh. <laughs> the crowd goes mild. <laughs> For the big what? brown machine, Rikishi. <laughs> what? <laughs> the crowd's like, What? This guy, really? He gets the uh, butt end of the drawing here for the Royal mm. Rumble. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, there's Teddy Long yeah. right there. There he is. On the outside. TL. Hall of Famer. Two That's Hall right. of Famers so far. Absolutely. Let's see, if we, let's see how many Hall of Famers we get in this match. Yeah, we did that last year for last year's Royal Rumble. And, and how many WCW champions we have in this match. <laughs> oh, we did good. that as well. <laughs> And, uh, you know, speaking Another. of last year's Rumble, man, just think of how far Rikishi has fallen since then. Dude. Oh, yeah. He was one of the top heels in the company back then, and, who, like, he's done nothing since then. As yep. number two comes out. Go dust. Oh, so daring. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's making his return to the company. Yeah, after about yeah. two and a half, three years almost coming back Did here. He- did he leave as Goldust, or is he the artist, or whatever, formerly known as? He I was Goldust, yeah. He was Gold. okay. He's doing stuff in 99, just as, you know, normal normal Goldust, if you will. As normal as he gets, as he <laughs> yeah, strokes himself on the way to the ring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at that dude. He's looking a lot more fit than last time we saw him on our televisions. He was in WCW on there, uh, you know, this time last year in 2001. Yeah. Kind of ringing in the end Less of the, than a year of the ago. season. Yeah. Ringing in the end of their uh, their his career there at WCW, looking a little chunky and fat like his dad, but uh, tagging with his dad. That's right. So. Him and Dusty against Flair and Jeff Jarrett on the Greed pay per view. <laughs> Fantastic. 
<laughs> I think somebody gets a stink face in that match too, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I'm not mistaken. Kiss a donkey's butt or something. Yeah, that's what it is. Or kiss yeah. a jackass, you know. Yeah. Kiss Dusty's ass is what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gold dust taking off his jacket so sultry. That's how I take my jacket off when I get home from work every day. Oh, you always have. Yeah. <laughs> Since I've known you. <laughs> and I take my wig off just like that. <laughs> What's this crowd thinking? <laughs> They're like, wait, I thought you were Dustin Reynolds or Dustin Rhodes. Oh, dude. man. Well, uh, somebody was excited to the see The natural. Him. Gold Dust yeah, sign in the crowd, and he's going to be the first of four Rumble returns that we're going to get tonight that they kind of advertised for a few weeks beforehand. And there's uh, our cameraman, Freddie, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Does that sound say Gold Dust sick jabroni freak? I think it does. That Hawaiian shirt guy. He couldn't figure out what all he wanted on that Did you poster, see so that? he put everything. <laughs> yeah. He had a disposable camera this one just held up. Mm. Like Talk about throwbacks. of the times. Yes. Gold Absolutely. dust stalking his prey, circling. There the he is. <laughs> Ooh, Keish is not, not like going to take that. <laughs> I can take that land down. Kishi's walking like he just learned how to walk to the ropes. Why is he struggling with gold dust? I mean, you know, Rikishi's a little rusty too, I guess. Yeah. Uh, oh, spanking. Oh. I mean, just look at what's happening in the ring, dude. You got a 350-pound Samoan with bleach blonde hair wearing a thong against a guy in giant gold spandex full-body <laughs> outfit with gold face paint on. That is... Yep. Professional wrestling, right there, man. Finest. That's why we love it. <laughs> oh yeah, get to see that. It's something that you know. No disrespect to the guys in like Ring of Honor or the X Division back in TNA, but like you didn't see characters like this. You know, you saw good wrestling, and as we talked yep. about earlier, it's not always about the moves. We love a good you know match. We've gone on record saying it about Benoit and Jericho and Eddie and all those guys oh. are some of our favorites. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, but. Um, a lot of them had character too. You know? Yeah, so. I mean, and these guys could go too. Goldust, yeah. still at fifty years old, man, he can still go with the best of the guys on the roster today. Oh, absolutely. Rikishi, I don't know, but thumb <laughs> the eye. Goldust. I saw Rikishi at Nashville Fairgrounds about five years ago. That's nope. right. And more than that, about seven years ago. How was Tag he looking back then? With uh, Road Dog, I think it was. Ooh. Yeah, it was incredible. My wife hated it. <laughs> I oh. took the wife along. One. Who's next? Who's next? Ooh. Oh, one of our favorites. Big boss man. The boss man. And look at this, man. You got three guys in there. First three guys in the Rumble. All three guys we've covered on this podcast with a lot of history with The Undertaker. Infamous matches somewhat. <laughs> Some of them. Yeah. Uh, and boss man. You know, Goldust looking great here. Boss man looking a little rough, dude. Yeah. He looks pretty bad. He's, Unfortunately, he's not he's not long for this world after this. No, he he's make it. not in great shape. And he just recently came back to the company in December yeah. of 01. And whew, sloppy little moment there with Goldust. But, yeah, he does this beatdown on Stone Cold on one episode of SmackDown where he just he's trying to bust him open with the microphone and is just, like, barely tapping him with it, like, for five minutes. It's just it's pitiful looking, man. I feel yeah. bad for him. You yeah, know, he, he used to be such a crisp worker. Oh, yeah. Oh, Rikishi took that that bomb so well. That was amazing. 
looks like Bossman hadn't slept in like a week and a half. And, uh, yeah, it is, does not look well. It really doesn't. He looks sick. I think someone in the front row there had a, uh, it was either an Iron Man watch or like an Iron Man brand uh, shirt on or a Lex Luger shirt. <laughs> I always got that that logo confused. Pretty much the same day. <laughs> yeah. Why well, it took me a minute to go back to the Iron Man watches because I, I just thought the movie, but no. man, that was like the thing to have back when. Oh yeah, we're a kid. The Iron Man. We all set them to go off like a second apart in our teacher's class. It was amazing. <laughs> We'd all set them for like four or five seconds apart, and say, "Oh, it's good." Whole class. <laughs> anyway, all right, Rikishi and Goldust trying trying to get. Bossman, oh, I think Bossman just lost right a tooth out boss there. Man. Oh my goodness! He saw several teeth. <laughs> Call Isaac Yankum, somebody. Exactly. Nine, eight, seven. Number four six. about to Who's come in. The in? Ring? Three. Crowd gets on their feet. One, zero. And ooh. ooh. Who's it gonna be? The man they call Bradshaw. Justin Hawk Bradshaw, who Tony Schiavone recently on his podcast mistook for a crowbar. I don't know who that's more insulting to. <laughs> I don't know either. Big Boss Man's waiting for the spot there. Ooh, oh, man. Stiff. I do not like seeing Boss Off. Man like that. Ugh. Bradshaw did not like seeing Goldust. Bradshaw. Oh, my goodness. No, he just trucked him. He just knocked his soul out of his body right These there. These punches are bad. Good Lord. Remember I said forearm, forearm, forearm earlier? There yeah, you, I you mean, go. you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, but, and again. But Splash. All credit to Lou Gallows. Uh-oh. <gasps> got to back it up. the roof. Here we go. Go, you look good. Won't you back that thing up? <gasps> <laughs> if Boss Man wasn't feeling good before, he is not feeling <laughs> good <laughs> now. Yeah. Oh, an extended <laughs> Director's cut. Laying it in. <laughs> Ultimate edition. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh yeah, all four of these guys, man, have had various gimmicks uh, throughout the you know pre Attitude Era and uh, Attitude Era, and now here they are again yeah. in the I guess what's pre Ruthless Aggression Era. Oh, first man out. First man out is going to be the Big Boss Man, and all four guys. Was... Yeah, now we're down to three, but Bradshaw also with a significant connection to the Undertaker too, member of the Ministry of Darkness. So that's absolutely four guys so far with four strong connections to our Dead Man. Yep. See how many more we can get. Yeah. And, dude, they have uh, a little skimped on the star power as the opening of this Royal Rumble so far. Yeah. <laughs> as gold saving all that power for with later. Ten punches, Bradshaw. Ooh, last ride. With a <laughs> lazy last ride on gold dust. <laughs> last Uber. So, uh, who's next? Who's next? Blue Eye Special. Ooh, Lance Oh, Jay Stamp. I mean, Lance Storm coming out to the ring. <laughs> Well, if I can be serious for a minute. So here we go. ECW original, WCW three three peat champion, whatever you call it. That was a great gimmick, man. When he was had every championship in WCW. It was, yeah. Ooh, that was not good. He just tried to do the stun gun, and uh, they dropped about two feet short. Didn't get all of it. Well, dude, Lance Storm is so short. I mean, that's one of the things yeah. I noticed watching some of this stuff back. I forgot how he's a small guy. He's Yeah, he's like 5'9", I yeah. think. I mean, he's not big. Uh, but again, he stood out in ECW because a lot of those guys were like that, you know. They were smaller and 
but you get to land the Giants here, where even a, even a smaller guy is, is big, like Gold Dust. You it, know, or, yeah, it really stands out, and I I mean I honestly think that's probably why he didn't make as much of an impact in the WWF, although he uh, was there for a few imp- years. Would you say he's not an impact player? He that didn't quite play? become an impact player in the <laughs> WWF. Neither did his partner either. But yeah. wow, that's just incredible. Those <laughs> 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 you following along for dad joke bingo. <laughs> I mean, I will say Lance Storm had one of the better, like, longer runs of the WCW guys, though. He outlasted oh, yeah. quite a few of those other holdovers. Yeah, outwitted, outsmarted, outlasted him. He yeah. sure did. He was For a survivor. Sure. He absolutely was. <laughs> and, I mean, he's he's trained quite a few of the guys we see on, on Mondays and Tuesday nights nowadays. Or don't see, like Tyler Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Should see. Poor guy. Speaking of character, yeah. No, seriously though, a lot of NXT people and uh, and guys on the main roster have been trained by Storm Wrestling Academy. So um, good for him. He yeah. always live tweets Raw and SmackDown and stuff too. It's fun to to watch him and see what he says. Here we go. Who's coming in? Number is this number six or five? Uh, this will be number six. Yeah, number six. It is the, the snowman. snowman cometh. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> The stars are just flooding the ring right now. Oh. Main eventers. Al <laughs> Snow Lance Storm got the same Yeesh. pants on almost. <laughs> they do, man. That is terrible. Um, and I guess Ooh. our streak of Undertaker-involved guys is over. Snow and Storm. Snowstorm don't really make for... Uh, didn't really no. have much interaction with Undertaker. Coming up next week, Snow will mm. have a little bit. Touche. So. Touche. Yeah, but you're right. At this point, not going to... Not gonna, Bradshaw took storm Storm's head off with that clothesline. Clothesline from hell. Oh man. Al Snow thinks he's gonna get the big brown machine out of there. Rikishi just fart on his face right there. <laughs> save himself. Gold dust on spaghetti legs. He's got that tracksuit. Zip down halfway at this point already. Oh yeah, overheated. <laughs> he's he's talked on podcasts before about how hot that thing was. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Oh yeah, I can't imagine. I'd love to have a gold dust like hosted podcast. Can you imagine that? It'd That'd be, be great. great. Oh, so many stories. So many. He's yeah. been in business for thirty years, man. Exactly. And he's the son of Dusty Rose. Yep. And the brother of Cody. Yeah. All right, here we go. Rikishi trying to throw out Mr. Lance Storm. Mr. Lance Storms is dad's name. Anyway, all right. APA. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Snowman and Bradshaw didn't know what to do there. He's making stuff up. So at this point, possibly Goldust, Al Snow, Bradshaw, Lance Storm, or Rikishi is going to go to WrestleMania <laughs> to face Chris Jericho for the Undisputed <laughs> Championship. That's Money, money, money. Who's coming out next? Billy <laughs> and Chuck. Who is it? None other Chuck than Billy Gunn joining the fray Ooh. just to amp up the star power here. Ooh, it is. It is you hurting, know what? Man. He is a big dude. He's huge, especially if yeah, he was on the roster now. Yeah, he'd be a giant. He would be. But uh, he's kind of spending more time in AEW now. Yeah. That same show I saw Rikishi on, saw Billy Gunn there as well. You got all the stars. Rikishi, did, Road man. Dog, Kid Cash. Why did they not have Road Dog and Billy Gunn team up? Why did they have oh, Road Dog and Rikishi? with Rikishi. Ah, uh, six man. Yeah, I think it was six man against some jabronis, like local guys that sucked. Nobody cared about. Oh, Al uh, Snow. I didn't know. Last you should have called somebody. <laughs> 
So. Snowstorm out on the ring here, out on oh. the apron, fighting it out. Oh, and a poke to the eye. eye. Can't believe Lance Storm would do something like that. What's he going to do? Al Snow They're stretching his leg out. Oh, Super kick party lady. from Al Snow to Lance yep. Storm. Super Lance kick Storm and the ankle. boss you man know, out. If you had them in your pool, I'm very sorry. It's a Deadpool. They are not in anymore. Well, I didn't mean it that way. I mean, because they're not in the match anymore. Well, we can also you know, say... the apron's uh, the hardest part of the ring, so the super kick hurts worse out there. Oh, it did, yeah. <laughs> That's why I eliminated off of it. Exactly. And Brad, Billy Gunn eliminating Bradshaw. Got to be a low one. point for his career right there. Dude, Bradshaw's like legit first shoot angry <laughs> right there. Like, you were not supposed to eliminate me yet. He just pulled a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Goldust is banging his own head. <laughs> He's having a seizure in the ring. It's before he even had seizures. <laughs> he didn't have Tourette's yet. Oh, 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 Austin. <laughs> Who's coming in next? Number seven or eight. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Number seven. Who is it going to be? It's another star. Oh, oh, thank God. This, this match is, is dragging. Look, Look at the crowd. They're on their feet for this the heel. Undertaker's going to raise this match up from the dead and clear some of this dead weight out of here, I pray. Oh, man, I think this is number eight. So the crowd is loving it, even though it's a bad guy. There's like finally some freaking believable star power that could actually win this thing. Huge oh, Undertaker sign. Yeah, I got that. ten guys holding signs. Up. That's beautiful. Yeah. As we like to see. As we got Ooh. three people trying to get gold dust out of the ring for crying out loud. Jump slam the Billy Gunn. <laughs> oh Billy got up into the rafters of Phillips yeah. Arena. Snow into the turnbuckle. Big boots to gold dust. Boom, right hand to Keish. The Undertaker is the house of fire. That's what I love when somebody goes in the Royal Rumble like this. Just unloads on everybody. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> gold dust played pinball with the ring. Hit. Hit the ropes and the out. apron on the way out for the choke slam. <laughs> Take a page out of Spider Dudley's book, but it didn't look quite as crisp. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that was very pinballish. He's a pinball wizard, man. Well, he's about to be a snowball out of the ring here as Al Snow goes flying man. out. Two eliminations Taker's... for Taker. Oh, and him and the the, the big brown machine are going toe to toe. Yeah, man. Got Reverse it. Irish whip. Big boot. Eat that. There's no Haku here to save Rikishi tonight. Three eliminations. Thank As God. Take both of his feet in the floor. Thank <laughs> Dead weight is gone. Billy Gunn. Oh. Tossed like yesterday's garbage. This is his yard, people. In about Cleaning 60 house. seconds, Undertaker just eliminated four guys. That's what I'm That's talking about. Exactly. That's what we're talking, Taker. Right there. Look at that dude. Fresh haircut. Looks like velvet on his head. Pacing around like a cage. The line. original Velveteen Dream. Exactly. And who He's is going to. Oh, net. man. It's got to be the unluckiest number in the world right here. Somebody's got to face down the Undertaker after that. Number nine's not on Cloud Nine. Who's it going to be? Ooh. The Hardys. It's continuity there. Jeff. Oh, wait. That's no, it's Matt. Matt. <laughs> His head is completely covered. <laughs> well, Matt and later <laughs> patch things up. <laughs> Matt was Look inside Matt out run. knees. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh. I need a replay of Matt Hardy running down the aisle. <laughs> Joke slam the Matt Hardy attempt. Oh, 
Lita. <gasps> Goozled Lita. I'll get you some heat right there. And is she officially in the Rumble? No, I'm just nah, kidding. Uh, yeah. But this is great booking, though. I mean, we talked oh, yeah. about, <gasps> oh, what Ooh. a Death Valley blow from Lita to Taker and Swing Modified. Yeah, should have just gone for the twist of fate right there, but yeah. Um, yeah. putting the boots to him. This is a few weeks after Undertaker just decimated the Hardys, and now they're in there getting revenge, Lita getting revenge. This is awesome. Oh, yeah, this is great, man. Great storytelling, great continuity. Those of you who are late on that, you don't get the continuity job. <laughs> yeah, you got to go back in the archives. I'm intentionally mispronouncing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and look at this. Matt Hardy looks like he needs a little help. Happen? Ooh. Matt Hardy looks like he needs some help eliminating Undertaker, yeah. man. I don't think he can do it on his own. I don't think so. If only there was somebody that could help him out. So we see uh, there's Freddie Mercury out there still taking pictures. Oh, absolutely. Friend from Survivor Series. Uh, fresh off his Oscar win. Yeah, congratulations, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's taking lots of photos of Lita, by the way. <laughs> Those are for the private collection. <laughs> like, like DDP. <laughs> <laughs> wow, getting them legs up high. Yeah, wow, stretching Undertaker's legs. <laughs> Laying him on top like Shawn Michaels. Matt Hardy doesn't have a snowball's chance at this point. Taker's just sitting on his head. Pushing him away. Ooh. There you go. Don't wake the dead man. Well, someone's going to come here in the Rumble and join the fray, join the fight. Who could it be? What unlucky freak could it be? Undertaker's going to try to suplex Matt out. <gasps> what are the what? odds? What are the odds of his brother jet running? Stopping out here to save his brother. Oh, oh, just barely saves him from getting suplexed out of the ring. Do oh, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Jeff Hardy, Hardy just threw up as he came yeah. into the ring. Yeah, he did. Jeff Hardy wrestling with a hat. All right, we got Team Extreme all three Dude, up beating him down. He did that for like half of 2001. Wrestled with yeah, a baseball hat on. I hated yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I love Jeff Hardy, but I hated that. Oh, oh when the, the brothers Hardys are back together. Reuniting, hug it out. It's <laughs> before Entourage. Hug it out. Oh, man, man, this is great booking. This, this is how is you book awesome. a Royal Rumble, man. Ooh. You got the comeback of the Hardys. They got them saving each other, reuniting, fighting with the guy who put them out of action. This is just perfect storytelling. Oh, yeah. Guy who's put their woman out, who's cursed at them, and, you know, just been despicable. And then he's going to toss Jeff Hardy out. Oh, Ooh, good save. Good save. How many colors are in Jeff Hardy's hair tonight? Um, I think he just poured a like a box of Kool Aid on his head. I'm not sure what it is. There's probably three or four colors. <laughs> uh oh, just the powder. Swanton, yeah. Then he just sprays water on it. Oh, Ooh, that kind of makes picture sense. Picture perfect Swanton. If you watch the way he's done the Swanton now in 2019, he just lands on the guy. <laughs> he doesn't give a crap. <laughs> no. He's 40 years old now. He's like, you're taking this bump, not me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're taking he's the, like, the full force of this. Oh, poetry in motion. Poetry Ooh, in oh. motion. <gasps> oh, no. Jeff Hardy oh. eliminated. Taker caught him and dumped him over, for those of you who aren't watching along. That poetry turned into a very painful haiku for Jeff Hardy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Much too and short. A last ride attempt. Oh my Push up. Oh, oh dude, I'm telling you, dude. Matt Hardy You're does right. a heck of a last ride. You're right. 
Oh man, yeah, he he gives Christian X Pac and Shane a run for their money. And taking out the trash. Oh no. Dumped him over. That's six eliminations already for the Undertaker. Goodness gracious. I would not want to be the next guy to come in right now. He's about to gain on his brother's elimination record from last year. He's gaining on it. Oh Who's no. Who's in next? Oh no. Oh, Maven. This poor kid. Maven, the winner of Tough Enough Season 1. <laughs> I don't think this guy stands much of a chance. Oh, mean, not if he tags teams with his eyebrows, he might. Look at that. <laughs> Comes in there. Big boo. Oh, immediately. Oh. Bump and feed. Yep. Scoop up. Going to go with some little snake eyes, maybe. Oh, Wait Lita's on there. What is Lita doing? Undertaker dumps Maven Ooh. and dumps Lita. She almost hit her head on the bike. Dude. Yeah. Pie face Lita. Party back boys. in illegally. They will not let up on the Undertaker. Who knew how much no. history these guys had with each other? Yeah, I know. I totally forgot. Again, I haven't watched this match in probably 15 years. So, um, yeah, this is excellent. Excellent storytelling. Undertaker trying Maven. to swat these bugs away. Maven. What? It? Well, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say Maven has the same. Uh, like he does the same. Oh, golly! Jeff Hardy just died. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! Oh my god! Oh. Maven oh, just drop kicked the Undertaker. Look at that crowd! Atlanta's on their feet. Taker's incredulous. Look how angry he is. The Undertaker's Maven. head bounced off the Slow. bottom rope as he went out too. <laughs> he yeah, he about broke his, his nose. Back. I know. Oh my. god. God, Maven just eliminated the Undertaker. The Undertaker cannot believe it, and now Maven realizes what he just did. Oh, no. This rookie. This poor kid. Look at that sign. Oh, my God. Exactly. (laughs) That guy knew. I think he just wrote that sign right then. He did. Oh, uh uh-oh. Maven's begging off. One moment and one move, Maven just became a star. Yep. I mean, how incredible is that? As Undertaker punishes Maven for what he just did. But that just goes to show you the power of the Undertaker. And, like, exactly. One, a nobody can perform one move on the Undertaker and have an iconic moment and become, make a career out of that one dropkick right there. Yeah, because if he just eliminated Lance Storm or something, it wouldn't have had the impact. Not at all. You know? Or even Al Snow, his trainer, you know that wouldn't have meant much. Ooh, oh, <laughs> Welcome to the business, kid. Yeah. Maven taking a hard chair shot to the head, and I believe he's gonna perform his first blade job right here. Oh, Taker pushing the cameraman down, like for a shoot. <laughs> yeah, he did. He got in the Goodness way. Goodness gracious! Yeah. And uh, oh, referees checking on Maven. Checking on Maven. I mean, this is That's, that T-shirt says it best. Not for the innocent. Oh man, <laughs> Undertaker helping to bust Maven open right here. I don't know if they taught him this on Tough Enough. Nah, I doubt it. Who's coming in next? Taker puts a blade in his pants. Oh, that's did that's what that? he did. That's exactly what he did. Exactly oh what he just God. did. I've never <laughs> seen that loop. before. Oh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Scotty Duhati to save the day. Comes out like a drunk Scott Hall. <laughs> what is he doing? Or just Scott Hall. <laughs> that's a that's how I'm going to the party next time. This guy Duati just did. But uh I don't think Undertaker's gonna want him in the party here. No. 
He is taking care of business right here. Absolutely. Take her seat, Sky Two Eye. <laughs> oh, oh threw man. Maven in to throw him back out. Does that count? Are you eliminated if someone is eliminated throws you over? Well, the that's the controversy here. Oh, Maven busted wide open across the head. Yikes. But, uh, yeah, dude, uh, that's going to be the storyline coming out of this. Did Maven truly get eliminated? He was thrown over the top, but Undertaker had already been eliminated. And, you know, the rules flip-flop from year to year on, on right. Royal Rumble. But he was the original Carlos Axel was Maven. Exactly. I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> I would say no. Yeah. This crowd is loving this, man. This is Attitude Era style stuff right here. Brought oh, in yeah. The crowd. Again, check off your bingo from Jeremy Bagley. There. That's right. He's stupid. Just nice sign. Punishing Maven for daring to eliminate him for the Royal Rumble. And, I mean, this is certainly, it's got to be the greatest Rumble elimination of all time. You saw, you oh, didn't get to hear it. For but sure. If you're watching this, you saw everyone in the crowd stand up. Such a surprise, so unexpected, and so perfectly played out with everything with the Hardy Boys being a part of it, and just the timing of of Maven coming out, being one-on-one with Undertaker, and coming out of nowhere to do that. It's a perfectly done moment. Taker just shoved that fan. Did you see that? That was amazing. (laughs) I got, like, uh, Matthew Lillard, the actor, so he deserved to be shoved. Might have been, you know? As they um, headed yeah, to the concourse. T- Taker, Taker just had six eliminations, too, so he was strong. Yes. And, uh, you know, Maven just got made right there. Here comes Christian he to did. A, ph- a phenomenal entrance. But I want to go back to Taker real quick. Again, like you talked about, even if he just kicked Taker and kicked him over the top rope, that would have been enough. But look at how much Taker's investing in it, you know, right here. He's beating him up and throwing his head to a popcorn machine. So <laughs> really just, you know, adding to it. Dude, the event staff are pushing oh these unruly goodness. Atlanteans. They want to get in the Royal Rumble and save Maven. Yeah. Saving Maven. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got popcorn in his shirt. Took a bite of popcorn and spit it on Maven to finish things off right there. <laughs> this is... Oh... I actually do like this side of Undertaker. This I love so it so fun. much. It's Christian just posing <laughs> with the European so, title in the ring. He's ready yeah. to go. I love Christian too. We've one of our favorite characters to talk oh, about yeah. on this podcast as well. As Sky Duarte is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Christian's gonna chill. Christian's Shawn Michaelsing it on the ropes, waiting for what's next. Jimmy Corderas grabs his title and tells him, "Hey, buddy, I got your title." Hulk Hogan's in the crowd. Look at that. Over Christian's face. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for a job after WCW as Sky Duarte gets in the ring. Man, were you, uh, how did you feel about Maven back in 2002? Dude, I I was a huge fan at this point. You know, um, we'll talk more about him next week too, but I I thought it was cool, man. Like, this guy, I know, definitely jealous. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Because, uh, I think you and I both liked him from what I recall, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, he was, uh, he never panned out to be a great in-ring no. worker or anything like that, but he had a ton of personality, dude. Yeah, he did. And, and he played the character well, and one of my favorite theme songs of Absolutely. all time. Top ten. Oh, without question. Seriously, it is in- <laughs> insane how good that song is, man. And guess what? It's missing. Just like this yeah. guy's missing. This guy's theme song is missing. Deep, deep, 
B making his Royal Rumble debut. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? We don't know. Maven oh, still Jacques. getting checked on. Tony Garea. Feed him some popcorn or something. Put some popcorn in his blood. <laughs> it's salty. It'll dry it up. DDP coming in there setting the seat. Ooh. Whirly Bird clothesline. Love it. DDP, he's excited to be in there. His first Royal oh, Rumble, yeah. man. He's not, like 58 years old here. Not his last Royal Rumble, unbelievably. <laughs> yeah. Go on. His last one as an official member of the roster. His yeah. first and only, but not his last one. Go on to be in one 15 years later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. I mean, if that's yeah, not a testament only... to DDP yoga, I don't know what is. Exactly. He doesn't look a day over 88 here. You know? He's great. <laughs> He's like as old as our parents are. <laughs> I love DDP. He got started so young. Oh, Diamond Cutter. Eat that, Christian. Sky, oh, no, no, no. Sky you, too hotty. No, 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 no. What no. are you doing? You got to know your place, man. That's a legend you're in the ring with. Ooh, super kick party. Well, he <laughs> put some stink on that. <laughs> he went halfway across the ring through the middle rope. Still in the match. Scotty with the warm. Going for the warm. I mean, we've talked about some of your favorite moves to ever do, Travis, but you were the king of the worm in middle school, man. <laughs> oh, People call me Dennis Robin. I was so wormy. Oh, no, nah, I used to do the worm at every middle school dance they had. You did. Forward or backward. It oh, got over huge. It did, man. It did. I was so I jealous. loved it. Loved it. Oh, DDP putting the boots to Christian, setting the seats for that WrestleMania match. That's right. Who's next? Whatever number this is, we're not keeping track. Oh, oh Chucky P. One of our other favorites, Chuck Palumbo. <laughs> oh, just Again, Chuck. We men- yeah, just Chuck. Remember we mentioned that he got to switch from the Alliance to WWF just when they lost the match. He was backstage <laughs> celebrating. That tells you how highly they thought of Chuck Palumbo back in 2001. <laughs> he didn't have to have immunity like Tess nah. or anything or have a title. He just he got to switch. He was there. So- <laughs> Go on to become a biker. Go on to have a very long career. Full-blooded Italian. Yeah. His hair is looking straight out of a bottle. Disgusting. Yeah, it's not. Ooh, discus punch. Oh, and he sells the hand. I like that. Almost as much as I like the two dudes in matching Hawaiian shirts in the front row. Yeah, those guys are awesome. (laughs) They flicked off uh, the worm, by the way, when he started doing it. (laughs) They flicked him off. So they're the guys that boo the bad guys. Yeah, they're the hardcores. Yeah. Not a casual fan there. You don't see a casual fan wearing a Hawaiian shirt to a pay-per-view. <laughs> That's the guy that wants to be on camera. Well, uh, Lasting a long time in here. I did not remember this. Oh, no. this And this match, man, I'm enjoying talking about it, but the star power severely lacking for some of the other rumbles that we've talked about i mean realistically we just had the undertaker we're halfway through this thing and pretty much undertaker is the only guy who's had any sort of realistic shot of winning this so uh, the pacing has been a little rough yeah and he's been standing tall in the last several weeks of the show so he thought they were going to go with him or have him last or something so um but that again that helps up the moment with maven too because he's been pushed so strong beforehand Certainly. Oh, who's coming in next? These guys are just killing time. Got beer? Nope. That's what the sign said. I wasn't just asking you guys at home. 
So, zero. Who's next? Ricochet. Lights. Uh-oh. The Godfather Uh-oh. making his return. <clears throat> and-, and there it is. <laughs> Very familiar pants. <laughs> Another connection to oh. The Undertaker. Oh, wait. He's got some ladies oh. out there, but that's not quite enough. You know what? How about four oh, more? Four more. Got the four horse women and the other four horse women. They're dancing along. Oh, oh. Yeah, maybe four more. <laughs> He's running to the back like a kid in a candy store. He's loving this. Grab so some eight. women from the Claremont Lounge in Atlanta. Eight. <laughs> the gold club is Bischoff. <laughs> eight, uh, eight ladies dancing. Twelve ladies dancing. That's now. right. Like in 12 days of Godfather, 12 days. Christmas. <laughs> and who wouldn't be dancing in that outfit? The infamous outfit that's allegedly worn by The Undertaker at Survivor Series 2000. Uh, very similar. I don't know. We, we talked about that back in the archives. The uh, analyze those pants and that outfit. Yeah. And if they're really the same thing, go listen to that to hear our opinions on that. So we'll just go again with a hashtag, Blaze Sarah. That's right. <laughs> but another guy with a deep connection, deep connection to the Taker, to the Undertaker here. Look how happy he is to be there, man. And this He's is excited. his first appearance as the Godfather since the right to censor angle yeah. from 2001. I know you're sorry to see that go, my friend. I was, but it's Taker it. killed it, so that's okay. <laughs> and Godfather's well, sorry to see his ladies go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, make it count. That's that's all the Godfather is, is an entrance. So make it last as long as you can. He is twerking. The original twerker. Yeah. (laughs) He could do, he could go to middle school dance now and hit some moves. And because of all that, we missed DDP's elimination. Thanks a lot, Godfather. Yeah. Those straps are useless. Yeah, you might as well just (laughs) take them down. down. (laughs) Tell them you mean business. Oh, man. And he's wasted two minutes getting in because now somebody else is about to come in in three, two, one. Who is it? Who's it going to be? Oh, the hip-hop hippo himself. Here to save his partner, Scotty Tuati. Oh, Scott, he's gone. Never mind. He's long gone. Yeah, he's gone. Get revenge for his partner against Christian. Just crushed Christian. Oh. Flat him like a pancake. Christian. Hip hop stirring that boom. Wow. Kool Aid. Just stole Road Dog's move right there. Yep. Man, Albert. Still rocking that velvet shirt, though. He always did. He did, man. And uh, Head trainer down at NXT. The man that's trained the future of our business with a bicycle kick right in the face of the Godfather. Yeah. Oh, man. Albert came in like a house of fire. Who thought that, that would happen? And uh, only one of these four men is in the Hall of Fame, the Godfather, as the (laughs) hip-hop hippo gets dumped out. Probably our shortest elimination yet. What are the odds that Chucky Palumbo makes to the Hall of Fame? I'd say about as good as the odds of... uh... Me? (laughs) Yeah, we'll go with that. (laughs) We'll cam whatever you're going to (laughs) say. Go with me. Godfather and Christian working together. Oh, never mind. Godfather's about to run the whole train on these two. Oh, dude, he is loving this. He's having the time of his life, man. Oh. That's one thing. 
Oh, Christian and Chuck Palumbo making a fine tandem. Yeah, man. A fine tandem. Oh, Ooh. never mind. <laughs> I spoke too soon. Christian, ever the heel. Well, I mean, ever these the are heel. two tag team specialists right here. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Chuck Palumbo's held tag team titles with three or four different partners. Multiple guys. What? Oh, here he goes. I did not know he was still around. Listen, Very fresh sadder. cats, dude. Last time yeah, we saw I mean, him, he was clean shaven at Survivor Series. Yeah, look at like. Thank goodness he's not anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's got cow pants on though. Eat more chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the Chick Fil A special. <laughs> Who knew Perry Saturn was such a? Well, they are in Atlanta, you know. Put a little Polynesian rough. sauce on it. <laughs> just, man, Saturn's got some fresh ink, dude. Golly. He's trying to make a good impression Who's here. Who's coming out? The crowd is looking for something. Something's happening. I mean, this Perry is a s- job squad Whoa. in this Royal Rumble, man. Perry Saturn with a spear there. Yeah, oh, Christian looks like he's legit punching him. He's unloading on Perry Saturn here. Perry Saturn in real life right now is falling on really hard times. I think he has a, um, what's that thing called? Not a Patreon, but a uh, GoFundMe. Yeah. So... Yeah, he's falling on hard times, but uh, always enjoyed his 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 work, man. Really Absolutely. underrated, in my opinion. Tag team specialist as well with John Cronus and ECW. That's the right, the Eliminators. Total elimination, such a good finisher. And of course, another ECW legend, Christian in the ring. <laughs> Absolutely, ECW champion. That's right. He would lead the company about three years from now and go on to TNA and come back about seven years and uh, after this and become the ECW world champion. And he is long overdue for the Hall of Fame. Yep. Long overdue. Never got that going away thing. You know, going away match or anything. Just kind of yep. silently into the night. As we get another entry here, it's going to be... Oh, thank God. Oh, look at that crowd, man. The glass shatters. Stone Cold finally getting some star power in this ring. Yeah. Stone Cold walking that BMF walk. He's got that beer belly. He's lowered his center of gravity, so he'd be harder to eliminate. <laughs> Gas, tank. <laughs> yeah. Gas tank for a oh, whoop-a whoop machine. That was a great sign in the crowd. Can of Steve yeah. Weiser. Oh, yeah. Awesome. About to get, oh, lighten up Saturn. Oh. Dude, speaking of go. the uh, glass shattering, I got to tell you this, man. The other night, uh, about 2.30 ooh, in the morning, ooh. my wife and I are in bed, and all of a sudden, I just hear glass shatter in the house. I'm yeah. dead asleep, and just I wake up to glass shattering in the house, and like jump out of bed, and the dogs are in the bedroom with us. We're freaking out. I'm like, what the heck just happened? So like I'm... Scared to death as Chuck Palumbo gets eliminated here. Everybody's getting cleared out. Bye bye Saturn. Anyway, I come like we walk through the entire house, see if any windows are broken. Yeah. I come into this room right here where I'm doing the podcast, and I've got all these posters on the wall. One of the posters had fallen off the top of the wall and knocked down three other posters on the way down. So, oh like, my! Three word. posters frames completely shattered. Middle of the night. Scared the gracious. mess out of me. Yeah, you probably thought Stone Cold was broken. I did. That's what I was afraid of. <laughs> Stone Cold oh, didn't man, have enough fun terrible. eliminating those other guys, so he's going to yeah. re-eliminate them. Eliminate them again. 
This is great. Does that count? Does it count twice? Multiple eliminations? I think it should. He is just stunning Chuck Palumbo, Christian, and whoever the heck else is in the ring. Looking at his watch, checking <laughs> the time, seeing what time it is. Crowd's loving this. Flicking him off. Throwing him over the top Chuck Palumbo, he's number one. I think that's six eliminations. Now, taking a page out of his 1997 book, there you go. Oh, what a Look great throwback. Lily, com signed it. <laughs> I am not going to type that in. I'm not sure what would show uh, up. What? Stone Cold what, what in the crowd? Oh, my what? God. This is great. What? Thank good. This is what this match needed. I love that homage back to 97. That's fantastic. Ooh, the Venus man. <laughs> a big fan of LillianGarcia.com. Found Venus coming out of the ring. <laughs> doesn't have the same effect without the hair. No, it does not. It really doesn't. But he's still over, I guess. What's your favorite iteration of Val Venus? Uh, or any of his characters? The one where he's not on my TV? Oh, that one. <laughs> I like Chief Morley. I like when he was Chief Morley. I've never Those been ladies. a Venus fan. Man. I mean, he can. He, he he was fine in the ring, but it looks it like just, Rob Thomas, right there. <laughs> Sorry. A little bit. I could see that. They could be related. Stone Cold's watch is telling him what to do here. Um, I don't know. Val Venus, he's back, back from the right <laughs> to censor. Again, yep. I know you're you're very sad to see that. Man, if Stephen Richards isn't in this, I'm gonna be mad. I think you're going to be mad. That's fine. I'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> He'll show oh. them. They'll see. Exactly. Val Venus and Stone Cold, a main event anywhere in the country right here. I mean, it was <laughs> like they were pushing Val Venus hard in 1999. That, yeah, they were. Nice pun there. <laughs> <laughs> Not intended. <laughs> oh, man. The only thing about the Rumble is that you know it's not over until that number 30 comes out. So sometimes the crowd gets a little quiet for stuff like this, you know. But it's always cool with the countdown. Venus, I can't tell if he's supposed to be a good guy or a bad guy. That was Neither the thing he. with him. Pretty much this, his whole run. Like, he, yeah. he'd kind of go back and forth. Like, and he was, like, stealing people's wives and stuff. It was like, are you, yeah. a, is, am I supposed to cheer for you for that? Right. Austin with the Thess Press. Well, One, yeah, two, you know three, who to cheer four, for five, there. Six. Oh, who's coming in next? The cameraman's ready for it. Tess. With new music, I believe. They tried some new music out here. It may not be here, but I know it does. It comes next month. Mr. Immunity Test. Mr. Really... Immunity. <laughs> really never went anywhere. Nope. Just like everything else with Test. Pretty much, man. Story, story of his line. career. Unfortunately. For him, I mean, but just like his career, his uh, relationship with Stacey Keebler. Yeah. Didn't go anywhere. And wasn't Val Venus, was he like married to Tess' sister or was it the other way around? No, his, his sister was married to Edge. One of his three times oh, Edge had been married. Okay, yeah. okay. Edge and him were brother-in-laws for like mm, nine months or a year or something like that. It wasn't I'm, very long. I'm getting all the Canadians confused. Yeah, they're all the same. <laughs> just kidding. But yeah, two Canadians whooping up on a Texas boy right now. So, if you know what I'm talking about, boom. Test, of course, unfortunately, no longer with us. The boss man earlier in the match, no longer with us. And, uh, of course, we'd be remiss in not mentioning 
passing of King Kong Bundy. Rest in peace to him. Uh, yeah. Earlier today, we found out another man with a lot of history with the Undertaker and forever be linked to him was part of the WrestleMania streak. Uh, yeah. You know, I know both the. Man, both, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say Man Event WrestleMania too. I mean, he did. Crazy. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think we talked in that episode. We weren't you know super huge fans of Bundy, but you know, definitely a legend in the business. And, of course, sad to see him pass yeah. away. At, you know, I think only sixty-two, so. Way too early. I know, way young. I mean, I, even guys I'm not fans of, I still don't like exactly. to see any of them die. Exactly. It's all part of you know the history of a, 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 something I love to watch and right. I'm a huge fan of. So I think someone you know. put on Twitter that the first Hulk Hogan's first six WrestleMania opponents are now all passed away. Good is, night. Yeah, yeah. That's awful. It's a shame. Yeah, it is. Stone Cold cleared the ring out yet again. <laughs> He's listening to that watch again. There's a Michael Vick jersey in the front row. Ooh. It <laughs> doesn't age well. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Ooh. Too soon. Mm. Really? Yeah. It's I always. statute of limitations is nope. up for that. <laughs> Forever too soon. Okay. All right, Let's we got crowd. about... 30 minutes left in this match. 20, oh. A little bit less as the game. Again, he made his return at Raw. Three days earlier. That's on SmackDown for some reason, and then here he is. And he's uh, going to get plenty of time to make his entrance here. I don't oh, think, yeah. I don't think the two minutes is going to apply for this. No. I think they have Titan time anyway. Look at that. Those, exactly. You think they, since they're so close to, um, or they're in Atlanta, you think they went to Stone Mountain and got those lasers? I think that's where they got them from, yeah. Yeah, probably. The famous Stone Mountain laser show. Yeah, which will probably be closed soon, just because it's 2019. Triple Look at H. that Triple H pouring that water on his hair. Again, I'm telling you. This Did is he have Kool-Aid in his hair, though? entrance thing comes from. No, 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 no. Not, not, not him. You're absolutely it's right. Weird to yeah, the NXT think about him having short hair now, and like this is what he used to look yeah. like. <laughs> you know, it's so iconic. Yeah, I mean, how many times did you and I do that in our in the mirror, like in the bathroom, <laughs> like put your arms up and like spray the water out? And I did it literally every time I took a shower. I think <laughs> did it. I still do it. Exactly. What are you talking about? <laughs> I live to this in the day. Yeah. All right, look, this is cool, though. In all seriousness, these two guys having to stare down because, again, when Triple H left, uh, you know, he tore his quad in that match as tag team partner with Austin. You're right. Austin hit him, or he hit Austin with the uh, sledgehammer, I think it was, um, to lose the titles. So a lot of continuity there. And um, allegedly, Triple H was supposed to turn face after that and feud with a heel Austin, but didn't want to and that's why they teamed up and who knows what happened, what could have been we could have skipped the invasion but how stupid was it for them to team up four days before this exactly. Smackdown like I know you know most people don't remember that like and when you just go back and watch this pay-per-view it doesn't matter but for us when we're going through all this stuff it's like man what a wasted moment it, it does it, it for me it takes away from some of the, everything you just said because I just yep. watched them team up together on Smackdown yep. Four days ago. Well, the exact same thing's going to happen the week before WrestleMania. Remember that main event of that Raw? Oh. The NWO? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Tag team against, like, Austin and Rock and yeah. Triple H or something. It's, like, ridiculous. It's so stupid. Why give that away on free television? Make them pay. 
just like you said earlier today, like make them pay for Triple H's return. Triple H in Austin, talking about where they're yeah. going to go for dinner after the show tonight. What? <laughs> what a burger. <laughs> Slugging it out. There we go. Oh, they're probably going to go to Waffle House. We don't, we don't have Whataburgers here in Atlanta, you know? There's, I've never enjoyed Whataburger. Oh, I love Whataburger, dude. I only ate there one time. It's in Dallas. Oh, I didn't man. have a good experience in I Dallas anyway. I loved it. As after Triple H's 17-minute entrance, we're finally going to get another entry. Oh. <laughs> Just some more good Royal Rumble book in here. Yeah. Take a little bit of levity for the seriousness. That's what it needs here as the hurricane yeah. comes out. As Stand Austin back. Triple H double down, hurricane is in there to save the day. That's perfect. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Backstage. He's currently working backstage as a company. Yeah, two of the most powerful people in the WWE are in the ring right now, and one one of them is not Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, getting his hand ready for the goozle. Waiting for Triple H. Man, this is an iconic part of this match. Yeah, I Got mean Triple H by the throat, Austin by the throat. The Maven thing is perfect, but this is right beneath it, dude. Who's that guy? It's what Austin just said. <laughs> and that's about the, as long as his 2018 Royal Rumble hey man, entrance thing was. The hurricane can fly. Yes, he can. The pulp can fly. The hurricane can fly. Back to business here as Austin getting some Ric Flair chops on Triple H. Ooh. Triple H returning the favor, giving yeah. him a receipt. It's like, no, no, no. I'm These, the biggest Ric Flair mark. Right, yeah. Yeah, this is what this is what this is a battle of right here. It really Who's is. Who's the bigger Ric Flair mark, <laughs> or Richard Flair, as Triple H so eloquently put on Raw yeah, recently? Yeah. These two guys idolize Ric Flair, and you can tell. Again, we've mentioned a lot, especially stunning Steve Austin. Oh, love that Spinebuster. Spinebuster leads to a double down. Apparently, <laughs> getting ready for the next entry is going to be. Fuck. Got three Those world champions champion. in the ring right now. Exactly. God, he is three, not gonna, uh, he's not going to go down like the Hurricane did. Yep, you're right. No. Three all famers. Triple H is going to be this year. Oh, talk about a spine buster. <laughs> <laughs> he just took a few months off of Austin's career right there. Yeah. Yikes. If 2001 didn't, that did oh, right there. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Be a little more careful there, Ron. Yeah, come on. You know who you're dealing with? That's some precious cargo. <laughs> There's a receipt right there. Stunner yep. and... See ya. Ah, hit the showers, Ron. Yep. What do you think these guys, like, hurricane thing, they get to the arena that day and they're, like, laying out the match. You're like, all right, you get all suited up, paint your face up, you come in the ring for 41 seconds. Uh, I think it's they like, absolutely hey, love so it. Getting paid? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's the best night of their year. He's yeah. like, I'm not working by the hour, am I? And I get paid by the hour. Amen, brother. <laughs> and in that whatever 41 seconds, Hurricane made an impression and has a moment that people still yep. talk about 20 years later. Yep. You know who didn't? Perry Saturn. Yeah, Lance Storm. Exactly. Al Snow. Yep. A lot of the guys we talked about earlier. So. It just goes to show. And we love those guys. We're not disparaging yeah. those oh, guys. Yeah. But, you know, they didn't make their moment in this a, match particularly. I've been a fan of everybody who's coming in this match. Yeah, more pretty much. I mean, more or less. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Sky Too Hotty, but Except I mean, he, for Albert. Work, and he was entertaining, and 
Albert, well, yeah, he is what he is. I respect him now, I think, but not back then. Sure, yeah. No, I agree with but, you. But seriously, nobody's been bad, it's a, but like it just hasn't been believable until you got Taker and these two guys in yep. it. So. All right, so if, let's see if we got another believable person coming in here. Three, two, one. Oh, oh, talk about believable. The perfect answer. Making Mr. his perfect. return after uh, whew, six years, I think. At least. Yeah, yeah. throws the towel. Making his in-ring return from about 10 years. Well, he was you know, doing commentary. We talked about that a little bit. Great reaction from the crowd. Look at that yeah. wide shot. Mr. Perfect coming back from WCW. This is just a very sentimental moment for me and a lot of fans. Oh, just yeah. Awesome. Awesome to see him here. He's one of the greatest that there ever was that wasn't champion. You know, you got him. Yes. And you got, like, Scott Hall. And Roddy Piper, just yeah. some of those guys that were the greatest to ever lace up a pair of boots, but never be on that upper echelon. And I don't know why. Nowadays, Dagum, you got Sheamus as a world champ, so it's like and if dude, there was only you can yeah. tell he's all business because those straps are already down. Oh yeah, the mating ritual is over. He's ready for business. <laughs> he's ready to go. <laughs> oh, oh put it up. one strap up, Big <laughs> Show one style. Up. Put one up. Homage to Andre. You know what, man? I was always a fan of Kurt Hennig's tights, like how they were like yes. a solid color, but then the back was black. I love that design. for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. I just did. As, uh, you can tell how much respect Austin and Triple H have for Perfect, too, because yeah, Hurricane, like we said, gone 41 yeah. seconds, but yeah, they're giving, letting Mr. Perfect do some work here. He's a legend, man. Oh, oh he just swatted his gum. As he's being... <laughs> It. He's getting beat up. He spit his gum up and swatted it across it's, the ring. It's perfect. I've been using that I, word over and over tonight, but that truly was. I still do that with my gum. Yeah, same here. <laughs> oh, You're not a wrestling fan next? if you don't. <clears throat> who's coming in? Who's coming in? Oh, wow. the Olympic hero throwing his medals that he won in Atlanta down in Atlanta. That's disrespectful. It really is as he makes his Ooh. return. Takes out big Kurt Angle or takes takes out Triple H with one shot. Yeah, beating him down. That's there's a long history between these two, man. God, dude, Kurt Angle looking crisp in there. And they'd go on to WrestleMania 16 years later to fight. <laughs> and had a great match. Wrestling is crazy. <laughs> oh man, Mister Perfect wasn't long for the world here too either. It sucks. Mr. Perfect in this match looks like Kurt Angle does in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Mr. Perfect in yeah. this match to Mr. Perfect <laughs> earlier. A, I don't know. I don't know if I'm clear yeah. about that. but. Oh, man. These four guys. It could be who's going to go to WrestleMania. Is it going to be Kurt Angle? Is it going to be Triple H? Give me Stone Cold or Mr. Perfect to go to face <laughs> Chris Jericho. How great would that have been? Oh, that would have been amazing. You ever see that gif? It, gets, it pops up every now and then uh, when Perfect saved Jericho. When Jericho's doing the line salt and 
doesn't fully rotate and Mr. Perfect gets his knees up basically and just saves Jericho from breaking his neck. Oh no. Oh man. I'll have to check you it gotta out. see that. It's from some random nitro back in yeah. the day. That's awesome. Well probably because he's a freaking pro and he knows what he's doing. Exactly. So. Oh, trying to dump Triple H over. Kurt Angle is. I was gonna say we're getting close to thirty now. I can't remember who's coming in next. Yeah, we gotta be. I really don't. The final four, the final five, maybe we don't know. Belly to belly from Kurt Angle to Stone Cold. Who's it gonna be? Well, <laughs> it's the big show making his return to WCW town. I mean, how could anyone possibly eliminate the Big Show? He's got to win right here. He has to. If this were for the Andre Battle Royal Memorial Cup or whatever, he would win it. Without question. What a waste that year was. No way, man. I was happy for him. It didn't do anything for him. No, well, it never does anything. As, oh, Kurt Henning oh. takes a choke slam. He's used to that. And he still has only got one strap on. <laughs> so yep. he wants to make sure people know he's still all business. Does Big Show have three straps? Uh, something's going on there. Yeah, Wait, he's got a hole in there, two. so triple strapping it. How do you have three straps? Well, that way he can take three down. And show exactly. you. <laughs> oh, Big Show. Close lines for everybody. Headbutt. And that's kind of my only problem with this match is just like all the star power is just here waited towards the end. Yeah. Had all jobbers for like the first... 15, 16 people, aside from Taker, and, you know, and all-stars at the end. Yeah, and you know, uh, there are times in the past where they've had that Iron Man, like who's the Iron Man in the role that lasts forever? Yeah. That that person's role is not in this match they at all. They haven't had There's that. Been, yeah, that's definitely a staple nowadays. Um, you know, one of the guys who comes in one, two, three, or four is going to last until, you know, the last five or six. But um, it's always a big, you know, feather in their cap who gets chosen to do that. But um, that hasn't happened in this role. No. So and I think that's part of why it's lacking, too. Yeah. it's That story's not being told, you know. Oh, Triple H with a low blow. Death Valley spot. Trying to throw Big Show over before this next person comes out. Whoa, Ooh. mal. <laughs> Function. Choke slam. Oh, <sighs> hellfire and brimstone. It's Kane. It's got to be Kane. <laughs> Pulled his one glove up. Stare down with, his, with the big show, the two giants staring each other down here. The man who dominated the 01 Rumble but did not win it, but got 11 eliminations, right? Something like that? Yeah, 11. Now, Kane was ahead of the curve with this these pants. That's what all the girls are wearing nowadays. The yoga pants are kind of see-through on the side. Kane was ahead of the curve by about 16 or 17 years, yeah. And that's why he's the mayor of Knox County. Exactly. Go Vols, right? Absolutely, Oh, man. man. Basketball team's oh. killing it. They killed Kentucky the other day. They did. That was a great game. <laughs> oh. Ooh, double goozle. Can they choke slam each other? If they both jump and land on their back, I'd I love would to be see amazed. that. Yes. Big show. <laughs> Hand strength stronger, but Ugh. Kang is a Death Valley blow. Picks him up. Oh my <gasps> god. Oh man. Body slam big show. I do not remember that. That was awesome. Straight up and out. Oh, throwback to the 01 Rumble. 
Austin with a stunner mm-hmm. on Kane. Angle set the scene. See ya. Whoa, that was not an angle slam, but he just threw him over the top. F5 out of the ring. Yeah, F5 him over the top, bro. <laughs> wow, that uh, body slam Kane tossed him big show out. That was, that was impressive. Sight to see, yeah. Yeah. Big show is always good for that, letting people do that. We're back down to these four. Triple H, Angle, Austin, and Perfect. All trading shots in the corner. <laughs> How many people are in this match? Right it feels like it's 50-man <laughs> rumble. Ooh, here he is. Rob Van Dam, most over guy in the company right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oop. love this <laughs> Just about broke his neck. Yeah. yeah, he did. And Kurt Angle's down and out. So why don't you oh. start out with a frog splash? Exactly. <laughs> Five-star frog What a splash. way to enter the ring. Oh, shuffle kick. Eat a stunner. No, sir. Ooh, Not today. Doc- oh. Oh. I love that move. Yes. Just step over the leg. Catch yeah. the leg. Step over. Kick him in the back of the face. Oh, that's what you call it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It rolls off the tongue. Here we Rob go. Rob Van Dam. Another move you love. Mm. Ooh. Luckily, Austin has that extra beer belly weight there. Triple H, as he does, putting Robbie Pedigree. down with pedigree. <laughs> That'll be get used to that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> for the rest of RVD's WWE career, he's gonna eat pedigree. All right, I'm gonna run around on Austin Angle, Mr. Perfect, and Pedigree. <laughs> Sorry, kid. <laughs> Not going to get one up on the boss man. The baby baby boss man. Boss baby. There you go. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> i tell you what, man. Whenever I would... I, I don't really play video games anymore. He's dead but uh, ring, He is. He's out. Whenever I get a new SmackDown game, first people I'd always pick to play with were Chris Jericho and Rob Van Dam. I'd always be the first match that I would do. Yep. Or if Rhino or Raven were in the match or in the game, I'd be them. But usually it was Jericho. Yeah. Jericho's using my number one to pick. And then RBD, you're right. Another entry. Who's next? Can you dig it? Oh, there he is. Back to his home turf in WCW, the GI bro himself. Oh, man, I forgot to mention earlier, talking about that Christmas episode. Yeah. He's at the – Vincent Mann brings out these ladies that are dancing. And, uh, 12 ladies dancing. dancing? Yeah, exactly. And uh, Booker T goes, hold on a minute. I gotta get a close look at these yaks. <laughs> <He walks out>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can't say that nowadays. You but... got me, baby. <laughs> oh, oh just what? Don't... Okay. Booker T okay. just dumped RVD like a sack of potatoes straight out After of the that, ring. It took a pedigree to take RVD out. That's it. Well, a pedigree Uh-oh. five minutes beforehand. And that was yeah. it. Spin a Rooney. Austin not amused. He's like, hold on a second, sucker. Stunner. Oh. Stunt? Wow. All right. 20 seconds in the Royal Rumble. He just came in to get RVD out. I mean, yep. that's it. Uh, Booker T has terrible luck in Royal Rumbles. Look it up, man. Oh, yeah. I think his like, total time in Royal Rumbles is about five minutes throughout <laughs> all his career. I swear to God. Throughout 16 years. Yeah. Oh. 
Triple H got some air off of that. I'm pretty sure RVD's is terrible too. I don't yeah, think he's sure. ever in Rumble for a very long time either. Are these the final four? I believe this is it, man. I believe I Booker think... T was 30. Yeah. And getting the uh, Bobby Lashley spot, basically. Bobby Lashley yeah. did the same thing in this year's Rumble. Yeah, exactly. That's not racist. Oh! What a waste. But can you believe? I mean, I remember it was shocking reading the recap of this and seeing Mr. Perfect in the final oh, four yeah. of the Royal Rumble. But it's so cool, man. I love man. that, though. Yeah. So unexpected. As a fan. That, that's what makes a great Royal Rumble is to have like some unexpected random stuff like that in there. That's what makes it really cool. There's a Ric Flair shot right there to Triple H. I mean, to Kurt Angle. Yeah, it makes it cool. Not when you have like a... Uh, I don't even know, like a Baron Corbin as the last one. But remember yeah. that year that Santino was final? Santino yes. <laughs> was down, like, that was... And he nearly won it. Popping out with surprise was injury. Too. That was yeah. pretty cool. So here we go. Yeah, just good stuff. Austin nearly eliminated the greatest Royal Rumble performer. The man with three wins going for a fourth win right here. Yeah, the one and only three win. And Kurt Angle... No. Yeah, he's the only one with three. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, Shawn Michaels day. was a was a doubler. A lot of two timers. Yeah. Um, crazy enough, Kurt Angle never won a Royal Rumble. I know he did All everything his accolades, else. Literally everything else. Literally everything. Yeah. Only things he hasn't done are win Money in the Bank and win a Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, but you know, if Money in the Bank had been around, he, he right. certainly would have won it. As Austin <laughs> eliminated, out. before Mister Perfect. Mr. Wow, Perfect makes it to the three. final three. <laughs> Unbelievable, crap. man! And you know this was this was the peak of Perfect's comeback. You really thought he oh, was yeah. going to do some more, and you know, he he hung around for about six more months, but he just he had it tonight, Dang. but he didn't have it going forward. No, out of this, and it's a shame. I, I'm glad he got this one more special moment. Yeah, he becomes relegated to Heat and stuff. It's yeah. sad. And you watch his singles matches when he comes back, and they're kind of like Boss Man earlier. It's just yeah. it's, it's not there anymore. We're kind of like Angle now, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, it's just like Angle needs one more match with like a Drew McIntyre or something. I would love to see something like that. Yeah. Just uh, go out let, on let top. Him go. One more WrestleMania one. match. Yep. yep. You're right. Put somebody over on his way out, like, like McIntyre or something like that. I think it'd be great. I kind of thought so. that one a few months ago was going to be that on Raw. Yeah, but, yeah uh, me too. Yeah. Austin not Austin. taking this elimination well. CTE for Angle. CTE for Mr. Perfect. Jimmy Corderas is not happy on the outside. Kids doing a shoulder shrug. Oh, oh man, there H it is for Triple it. H. Three more letters for him. See ya. Yep. Austin not a happy camper. See, so walks well, out. Yeah, yeah, not a happy camper because he knows his WrestleMania dreams are shot, and he's gonna have to settle for way down on the card. This he doesn't is... know that at this point, but that's what's gonna happen. Not so. the last time he's gonna walk out of the WWF in <laughs> two thousand two. Exactly. Exactly. A precursor of uh, about six months from now. Final three at the two thousand two Royal Rumble: Triple H, Mister Perfect, Kurt Angle. All down on the mat at the hands of Stone Cold Steve Austin. If you'd have called me in December of 2001 and said, Hey, man, Mr. Burr is going to be one of the final three, I called you a liar. Absolutely. And a thief of my time. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, uh, what just happened? Yeah, Kurt, uh, Kurt Hennig is a little gassed. <laughs> and Kurt Angle going to close Takes, line Mr. Perfect uh, out. Uh, sort of? Nope. Not quite. Maybe try that again, pal. <laughs> Curtis Axel, you know, senior. Kurt Ang- Kurt, Mr. Perfect never put the second strap up on his outfit tonight. Oh. Nope. But he hits perfect, perfect flex. I love it. Tries a pinfall. Doesn't work. And hits the natural selection, oh. or whatever they call it. <laughs> they call it now. That is. I love that move. And Triple H living in Mr. Perfect. I'll do it for Mr. Perfect. Down to Triple H and Kurt Angle here. I think everyone kind of had a feeling what the end of this match was going to be. Yeah. But that's okay sometimes. Yeah. It's fine. Lady from This Is Us is in the crowd she loved miss perfect just got eliminated mandy moore no the daughter <laughs> oh triple h staring him oh. this is good good camera work strap down getting the close-up on their eyes it's business time oh spear punch 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 a very more aggressive triple h it's back and he's got gold dust confetti on his back gold dust the number yeah, two I'll, entry still making his presence felt in this match exactly i'll make my mark on the end of this match just you wait and see boot to angle i could watch these two guys wrestle for another 40 minutes absolutely man they always had good chemistry and like you said still wrestling against each other in 2018 <laughs> still putting yeah. on solid matches with each other man my yep. favorite match of wrestlemania last year it's a blast. But yeah, you got to see it live, so Excellent. I'm a little little nervous about Triple H and Batista this year, but hoping they can pull it out. Oh yeah. I think it's gonna be great. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm excited. F- five years ago, hated the idea of Batista in the main event. Yeah. This this time I love what they're doing with him. Freddie Mercury got his camera ready to shoot I the winner it. as Triple yeah. H hits a choke slam. I guess shoot. I don't know. What That's that. what he calls it, shooting the winner. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Triple H was into that, like the short choke slam thing. He just chokes the guy. It's so so weird. He's supposed to be a babyface. Triple H rearing back to clothesline. Oh, Kurt Angle thinks oh, he's won. Pulls a Shawn Michaels there, but he's celebrating. Just like Triple Atlanta H. six years ago. Yep. Triple H. Oh. Knee breaker. Knee to face. Knee to face. And. Oh. Woo. Triple H has won. The crowd erupts. Well, it's got two you thumbs know. and it's going to WrestleMania. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> what if he put on some RBD fingers? Something in his chest. Dude, Angle. Look at that. Selling it. Like a champion. Well, Taker came in at eight and made six eliminations and got eliminated by this rookie and really put him over and was never to be seen again. Ate some popcorn and finished it off. And but we had a fun time watching the rest of this. Yes. And so the game begins. Exactly. Perfect sign. Perfect sign. Perfect moment here. We are we are talking Taker, but freaking a man. We, we, That's what he said. <laughs> We uh we did not talk Taker for the last forty five minutes, but hope you guys enjoyed that. As it's you know such an iconic moment, and we have fun doing these Rumble commentaries, so we thought we'd 
have some fun doing it, even though he's not really in it for most of the match. But I mean, we had to talk about the Maven elimination in that spot as the the Maven effect show goes off the air. Exactly, the man, the myth, the Maven, and uh, yeah, that does it. Going off the air. Rumble, man. What'd you? How would you rate that Rumble match? Oh, that was fun. Um, had some iconic moments, but like I said, didn't really tell the. Uh, I don't know story throughout. I kind of missed that. You know, kind of told a story there at the end. But other than that, it was wasn't. I don't know. It was fun, but it wasn't. It pales in comparison to some of the greats. You know. Yeah, it's. Uh, it know, holds up though. It's got some good. It's got some great moments in there. Yeah. It, it kind of drags there at the beginning for sure, and, and a little bit in the middle after Taker goes out. Yeah. But if you've never yeah. seen those spots, I guess, you know, definitely look them up on YouTube or something like that. That's for sure. Um, and, you know, or watch it along with us. I mean, that was the whole idea. So we appreciate everybody out there doing that, all you creatures of the night. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts, your favorite moments from this Royal Rumble match. Uh, we had so many of you reach out on Twitter and uh, as we only posted we were doing this one. And, of course, you know, it was uh, – I'm not going to read them all off tonight because it was all talking about – that moment, the Maven moment, Undertaker's bug eyes, and right. Maven selling, and all that, <laughs> all that good stuff. But uh, we always love interacting with you, getting your feedback and commentary on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us at Talking Taker in all those different places. We love to hear from you, and we love posting fun stuff and clips and uh, rare stuff on there. You know, see that video we talked about at the beginning of the show of Undertaker speaking of the. C3 Church Conference, if you haven't seen that yeah. yet, post it on our social media. Uh, we appreciate all you out there leaving a comment, subscribing, and sharing the podcast with all your friends. That makes a huge difference with us. And go out there, head over to tpublic.com, pick up our new shirt. We're putting it out there this week. As of now, as we're speaking, we're going to have the Taker Care of Business t-shirt Come on. Ooh. We had to make a shirt based off of that. So, oh, absolutely. It's on sale this weekend. You can get it cheap. You can get it on a sticker, on a mug, t-shirt, tank top, so you can put the straps down and let everybody know you mean business. <laughs> You're about to take care of business. And help support exactly. the show. Uh, get you a new shirt to wear to WrestleMania and let everybody know you are yeah, take care of business out there. And or StarCast. StarCast makes a whatever. The greatest second greatest Royal Rumble, wherever. I don't know. Whatever's <laughs> coming up. <laughs> and just wear it, you know, wear it when you listen to us every week as we keep rolling, rolling, rolling onto the last ride as we continue on the craziness of 2002 yeah. moving on to No Way Out 2002 next week. We're going to, of course, talk about the the aftermath of Maven eliminating The Undertaker on the road to The Rock taking on The Undertaker in a heated grudge match at No Way Out 2002. You know, as I mentioned before, 2002 is, in my opinion, just as wild as 2001. And yeah. partially it's because the NWO is coming to town. We're not going to talk Absolutely. about it too much, but we got to talk about it a little bit next week as... Undertaker takes on Rock at that pay-per-view. We'll cover it in depth. Yes, we will. A lot of fun stuff to talk about there and fun things to revisit. We hope you guys enjoyed this and uh, like our, our watch-alongs. And uh, I want to shout out to whoever it was that gave us a thumbs down in our Survivor Series. 
YouTube video. Oh, really? <laughs> so I mean, yeah, we have two dislikes. So oh, two? I'll, I'll pop for that, yeah. Ouch. I think it's just because they hate the invasion, so I don't know. They didn't leave a comment. I really wish they did. So. Oh, man. That was you, but tell us why. No, it was, it was hilarious. I think it's great. So, <laughs> But anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you were there at the Phillips Arena or State Farm Arena, which is called now, I had no idea. I had to ask Alex. I'd never heard of that place. I was like, they built a new place there in Atlanta. But anyway, Phillips Arena back then, we've been there many times for stuff. And uh, if you were there this night, if you're our buddy Chris Wiggins and you were there, let us know. Hit us up. Uh, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, take her easy.